Coming out with the fire right there. Guns N' Roses bringing it back. A little rock and roll theme from when we were little kitties. That's how we're doing it right now, live. Back in action. From the presidential election to the Jets' number one selection, you're listening to the 3rd and 3 podcast. Presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Anchor Radio. My name is Jason Fearman, alongside my teammates, the two that complete the triangle of third and three and sports equality, Miss Tricky Nikki Gist and the real deal, Damian Adams. What's up, fan? How are we doing today? True that, true that. I, yeah, I need to get off, you know, all, all those news stations and this and that and what they're saying. You know what? I'll find out in a little bit what's going on, as we all will. A couple of states laying back, but we're not here for the election. We're here for football, man. Right, Damien? What's good, bro? Yeah, man, right. Talk about football. That's what I love to do with my two favorite people here in the podcast world. So let's get it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you know what, guys? Hey, we're at season two. Episode 20. Not bad, guys, all right? I mean, really not bad. Been staying solid and strong through the pandemic, the social injustice, not having games to talk about for three or four months or so straight. You know, and us, we, you know, we pulled it through. We pulled together despite all the tragedies going on in the world. And we managed to have a great time for those two hours every week and sometimes twice a week, you know, before we had to go back to quote-unquote reality. So, I thank you guys for making my life even more enjoyable, getting to spend time with you and, you know, take my mind off all the craziness. So this has been awesome. I definitely appreciate being able to spend this time with you guys as well. And, you know, you need this break. So I'm glad that we're able to do it with each other. And I'm also even more happy for the people that get to listen and enjoy us and hear our ideas before ESPN takes them. Right. <laughs> well said. Right. That's it. That's it. Make sure you listen to hours first. So, you know, all right, just to make sure, make sure, you know, it's around 635 PM Tuesday, Eastern time. Okay. So you heard it here first and then you hear it there second. That's the way it works. All right. But Hey, if you love your football, then you're in the right spot. So grab a drink, grab some chips, whatever. Enjoy the knowledge and the laughter. We try to provide every show and here we go. Starting with neighborhood news and a little bit of a new sound for it. There goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. It's because I can't find anything good. So we're going to go with that for today. And then we're going to go with something completely different next week. And what's been completely different is my 49ers season. Wow, what a turnaround. And blame it on injuries, guys. We're not going to go too deep into it now. We're going to talk about the teams, all teams later, including mine. But, uh, Damian, our team uh, seemed to swap linebackers along with a fifth rounder that we got. You guys are getting Quan Alexander. We get Kiko Alonso, who I've always liked, but, you know, has always had trouble. But Quan Alexander, um, I think an interesting move for you guys. He's got the talent, but um, it hasn't shown up so much this year. And I worry about his health also. How do you feel about the trade? Yeah, it's uh, one of those moves that is worth it if it works. It's, you know, it's like, okay, if it works out, cool. If it doesn't, it's like, okay, at least you took the chance on a talented linebacker. Um, both these guys have a similar type of history when it comes to injuries 
being injury prone. Um, and I think Quan Alexander is a little more talented. That's why, you know, we sure. give up the pick. Yeah. But it's, it's not one that moves the needle, per se, because I would love to get a secondary person. That's something that we mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's worth taking the risk on a talented linebacker like that. All right. Well, yeah. And again, you know, fifth rounder, you know, sometimes you get really lucky, but you know, I understand with that right there. Uh, speaking of the Niners again, they had to shut down their facility. Uh, Nikki, again, there's, there's a COVID story every day and Kendrick Bourne, our wide receiver tested positive for COVID and we play tomorrow night against the Packers. So I, it, it, they didn't say the game is in limbo or anything, but they shut down the facility for the day and Kendrick Bourne, obviously not going to be there. So now you got to worry about that. And they play tomorrow night. I mean, would you be freaking out a little bit if you're the Packers and you're like, wow, I got to play this team now who's got who knows how many COVID positive players? Yeah, probably. But, you know, maybe it'll be like the Giants situation. I think it was, oh, gosh, fan base will come at me if I get it wrong. I want to say it was Hernandez that tested positive. It was one of our linemen. Anyway, we had to have two rookies in. Uh, last week, which I thought the O-line played well, but it turned out it was just him. They quarantined. I know it's tough for you guys because you play tomorrow night, but it could be a case of maybe just one person. Hopefully, that's it, you know? Well, we'll see because another guy that came up is Matthew Stafford. He doesn't. He didn't t- uh, test positive for COVID, but he's on the COVID reserve, um, basically um, being traced in close contact with somebody or somebodies who may have it. Um he can't practice, go back to the facility, nothing, but he would actually be eligible to play game day on Sunday if he gets five, uh, excuse me, five negative COVID tests in a row. Um, you know, hopefully, again, that works out for him and health, number one. Uh, if he doesn't play, we're looking at Chase Daniels playing quarterback. Uh, Chase Daniels, excuse me, you know, making his way around the NFC North over there. So we'll see. Desmond King goes from the Chargers to the Titans. They definitely need help on defense after what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Guys, these helmet-to-helmet calls are unusually unnecessary flags a lot of the times. I want to get both of your opinions. Damien, first of all, I'll kick it to you. I see a lot of the times where the offense is initiating it, or at least their helmet is going down first, whatever it may be, and it's always the defense getting penalized. Do you realizing that too? Yeah, it was a really bad one in the Monday night game. Right. Cameron Bray right. was going, you know, just head first. And the cornerback was just trying to brace himself, just trying to protect himself pretty much, and got called for the helmet to helmet. Uh, bad one against the Giants. And yeah, all the rules are in the favor of the offense. I, True. Do, I do think we're in need of a balance shift just to get some of the rules to favor the defense again. Uh, we see that it's so hard for defenses to be great because of this and that's why we have so many more bad defenses now than great ones and on the helmet to helmet especially with the running backs it's got to be called both ways because the running backs when they're coming full steam you know north and south they're going to most likely lower their heads down and as a defender naturally you're going to lower your head down too to make the tackle and then it gets called on defense so it has to be called both ways to be fair but we all know that the defense gets the short end of the stick when it comes to all these rules. Yeah, always. And, yeah, it's an offensive-oriented league, Nikki, like we know. And that was a great synopsis right there, Damien. I agree with everything that you said. And it, it's just one of those really unfortunate things. And I also wonder to myself sometimes, Nikki, why are these guys launching themselves with their head, like the body part they need more than anything? 
you know, you don't want to really do that, but a lot of them do it to make a play and they end up getting to be the ones hurt. So this whole helmet to helmet stuff, they, they got to do a better job, not just calling it on the field, but outlawing it from the NFL. I was so mad at that call on Monday night. I know. I just wanted to break everything. <laughs> I was like on my coffee table. Like I just, I was so mad because you could tell he's just trying to pull up. Like sometimes it's just so obvious that like it's not on the defense. And I do feel bad for defensive players because if that was me, I'd feel like, well, damn, I can't really play my level. I can't do anything, you know? And you, of course, it's against Tom Brady. He's always going to get those calls. But I thought that was so blatantly uh, such a bullshit call. I'm sorry. I was so mad and I was just like, this is really like a glaring problem in the league. Totally understand. It really is. It's something they really got to fix and get on top of it quick and in a hurry, no doubt. Let's uh, continue through neighborhood news over here before we get to our ranting recap and our records from last week. Uh, crazy endings and uh, some wacky week at game, week eight games that we're going to get to. Love the way that Herbert's playing. Drew Locke came back against Herbert. We'll talk about that. Talk about Joe Burrow beating the Titans. Tua got in his first game. We want to talk about that one. He'll go to Arizona in his second game as a starter. The Ravens got hit hard by Pittsburgh. And now with COVID, they got hit, especially on the defensive side. So, again, going back to COVID, the Ravens got their issues also. So we got to see how that all is going to pan out. And, uh, like, geez, what should the Bears do with quarterback? Damien, you saw it firsthand this weekend. They can't win with Chase uh, – with, uh, What's his name? Uh, Nick Foles. They can't win with Mitch Trubisky. You know, I guess it, it, you can't say it's a lost season because they're, what, five and three. So, I mean, would you go back to Trubisky? Is there any thought in your head of doing that? Oh, man. Trubisky, there are moments watching that game that you thought Trubisky would have been better just because of his mobility. Right. But it's, I think, either way they're screwed, to be honest with you. <laughs> Neither quarterback is that good, and you just they have to do other things. And it's not just the quarterback, to be honest, that's wrong with uh, the offense for that team. But yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And you know, I was throwing it out there: should Ryan Fitzpatrick get traded? You know, by the trade deadline. But how quickly is he going to pick up the offense? Is he really going to be the savior and everything, Nikki? So. At quarterback over there, you know, again, it's a mess. And there's been talk about going back to Mitch Trubisky. What would you do if you were the head coach? Uh, well, I, no, you made your decision, right? Mitch Trubisky, not your guy. Because if you believe in him, I think you ride with him, right? If that's your guy, no matter how bad it is, like, you you let the kid play, right? Let him, obviously, there's going to be growing pains with my biggest thing with like Chicago is they're so lopsided they're all defense they have no offense so you know what you want to pull in Nick Foles okay maybe he's not even better than what you had but I I think like I always say that actions speak volumes and if I was Mitch Trubisky I would just say well you don't have any faith in me so screw you yeah (laughs) you know I mean I think there's a lot to be said when an organization rallies behind their guy and they obviously did not do that well, if he's done in Chicago, he will get picked up somewhere, not to be a starter necessarily, but maybe to compete for a job or, you know, at least be, you know, a backup quarterback. But he may be done with the Bears right there. And the Bears may be done with this season, despite them having the record that they have right now, sitting up there with Green Bay at the top of the NFC North. 
Um, yes, yeah, so really, that's pretty much for neighborhood news right now. Um, the talk of possible 16 game schedule, but until we get anything a little bit more concrete on that, we'll we'll hold off on that for a moment. So let's get to our records before we head to the ranting recap. And look, guys, I gloated last week for the first time in a joking matter, and karma came back to bite me right in the ass. I had a horrible <laughs> freaking week, man. I mean, I, I honestly, like, no joking. You know, I'm a, I'm a betting guy, and, you know, we're, we don't talk about that. I don't talk about that on the air, but I'm open to. We can do that sometimes. It could be fun. But I got I got demolished this week. I went five and nine, and only Whoa! one of yeah. It is. It is. You know, I go 11 and three last week, triple lock, everything. Now I'm five and nine single lock. So thank God I had that last week. Otherwise I might be broken homeless at the moment right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> He did. That's right. <laughs> oh man! But uh, hey, you guys did good. And again, it was a wacky week. Damien at right at five hundred double lock. You, again, you've never had a losing week. But for, I can't believe your tri- your triple lock uh, streak came to an end. But that went on for a month straight. So bravo on that. And Nikki, you sit right at top there, girl. You, you beat him by one game, eight uh, eight wins, six losses, and you triple locked so way to go way to go nikki excellent job excellent job right there and you went against the grain in a lot even that denver game that we're going to get to which was a whole bunch of crazy bunch of bs nonsense but whatever we'll get to that game that was an amazing ending and stuff right there so you know what why don't we start doing a little ranting recap action you guys ready we can always do some now and then come back when we do the break let's let's do some nfl stuff here what do you say all right, all right. So let's get on board over here and get this going. What's the first game that we had from last week that we're going to go over right now? It looks to me like it was the Thursday night game. The Falcons and the Panthers. Guys, I think we all had Carolina in this game, and I felt good about it. Uh, but Atlanta finally held the lead somehow. Uh, can you explain that to me, Damian? <laughs> <laughs> And one thing that hurt me in that game is that we were doing our freaky fantasy draft. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of Adam Thielen, can I get Calvin Ridley? And he goes out in the first quarter after a couple of catches. So that destroyed me right in that. Yep. 
that 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 hurt. That one hurt. And, and the fact they only gave Clyde Edwards Hilaire six rushes against the freaking Jets made me throw up. But well, again, we'll get into that one a little bit later, Nikki. As I want to get your opinion on this one, where Julio Jones uh, seemed to be the man and. He did the job at the wide receiver position, and uh, hey, they got it done. They they held on and beat Carolina. Okay, the Falcons are freaking infuriating to me. They, like, <laughs> I, they literally are just—I don't even know what to do with them. Like, I know I called them a streaky team back in the summer, and they are. I did say like maybe they'd be a little bit better than people think, but uh, I just don't even know what to do with them. When you've lost zero confidence, you're like they can't hold the lead. They're not going to win it. Here they come, actually hold the lead and win the game. Then, you know, you think like, oh, they got it in the bed. No, they can't hold the lead. They forget the rules. They don't know how to play football, and they completely blow it. And I have Calvin Ridley in our league. It's like the third week he's gone out halfway for a possible injury. Like, Atlanta, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. I don't know what to do with you. You're pissing me off, though. I can't imagine how their fan base and that's why we call it the ranting recap right there. She just summed it up. Oh, man. You know what was infuriating? Uh, the Baltimore Ravens close to winning that game. The Pittsburgh Steelers take it 28-24. Uh, Damien, I believe you had this one right out of, out of everybody. You picked Pittsburgh. And the Ravens were in the game because of Lamar. But they also lost it too because of Lamar. Um, you know, the fumble obviously killed them. You know, Pittsburgh again playing great defense and Baltimore stuck in there the whole game. You know, they're even winning t- uh, toward the end, but Ben took them down on a drive. You know, it, it, that's a football game that you love to see, but you hate to see kind of the way that it ended. But this rivalry is still healthy. It'll be going on for, you know, we'll see who the next Pittsburgh uh, quarterback is. But, you know, for right now and probably for the next year or maybe two, we're in pretty good shape at this rivalry. Yeah, no, it's a great rivalry game. Um, this game was a long game. Like, it took, you know, it, 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 it was. took forever for this game to finish. I remember, like, we were going to go somewhere to watch the Thanksgiving game, which is coming on after this one. And it was supposed to be like 20 minutes after this game ended. And we just ended up going, and I had to like try to stay and watch out my phone. So I didn't want to miss any of the Pittsburgh game because it was going on so long. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) With Pittsburgh, they just show different ways they can win. And why I said they're the most complete team in the NFL. And they adjusted. I love how in the second half, they went to the spread offense. And they're like, okay, we're going to call the game at the line of scrimmage. We're going to play hurry up football. I know you guys like that when you saw them do that. And oh, yeah. They were, and they adjusted. Because the first half, the only score they had was the pick six on Blaine. Right. So in the second half, they definitely showed that adjustment and were able to, you know, get some rushing yards there with James Conner after spreading the ball out. And Ben Roethlisberger looked at his old self. The only thing I'm worried about, they did show him with some discomfort on the sideline with that elbow. Um, that's something that I think we have to pay close attention to going forward. If he has any problems with that, that mm-hmm. definitely can throw a wrench into the season. And with Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, I think the big game narrative was a little overblown with him. You know, it's, it's what his third year, so it's the saying that he can't win big games. How many has he had, right? And this one, you know, he did play bad. The Spillane interception was a good, a good play by Spillane to get the pick six. 
the second edge that he threw was a horrible throw. I don't know what he was looking at. You can see both sellers there, ready to go. He tried to lob it in between the guys, and it just didn't work out. It was a horrible pass. Yep. He knew it right away. You can see that he was like laughing at himself in frustration after the play. Um, but the thing that worries me for Baltimore, you mentioned what they're going through on defense offensively. Their offensive line, to be specific, they signed a tackle to a huge contract, and then he gets his ankle broken. It's, those things are going to hurt. They have to be had up. So you wonder if Baltimore is going to be the same team going forward. Um, but they are a team that can adjust to offensive line not being as strong because they run the ball so much. But Pittsburgh, you just see them being a complete squad. And this is why they're one of those teams that can truly challenge the Chiefs as far as being a Super Bowl contender. Very well said again, Damian. The guy that for Baltimore, I believe you're thinking about is Ronnie Staley, who's a huge player over there that they lost. Um, yeah, that's big. And another thing, if you know, if they're going to do that spread offense, you know, they should have gone out and got Lamar another wide receiver. They don't have enough. You know, Willie Sneed, Nicky is more of a, a blocking wide. I mean, he can catch the ball. Don't get me wrong, but he's a blocking guy. You know, Miles Boykin. You know, same type of thing. You got Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, but. You, you need a little bit more than that if they're going to have Lamar throw that much more because he's Nicky is clearly not running the ball as much this year and or teams are figuring out to not allow him to rush the ball as much. Yep, uh, they will. They'll address that, I believe, um, no doubt. And, um, yeah, very, again, Nikki, very good. Excellent job breaking it all down right there. That's what the Ravens need to do if they want to play with the big boys. You know, that's the way it's going to have to be. And, Lamar, yep, you're going to have to become a better pocket passer because, you know, you're not going to be as fast going on as the years and you get the hits taken. The Steelers, I don't worry about them, but they always seem to play in these close Kind of sloppy, win ugly games, but almost make it look pretty. It's 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 really weird. But you know what, Damien, you said it maybe three, four minutes ago. They are the most complete team in football when you look on offense, defense, and even special teams. You got to take all three phases. All right, let's see if we can get another game or two in here, actually, before we go to a quick break. We got Dolphins at Rams. Now, this one surprised the freaking heck out of me. I mean, look, if the Ram, if the Dolphins won in a close, tight game somehow, that'd be different. 
but it was 28-17, and guys, it honestly wasn't even that close. I saw the whole thing. Second play of the game, though, uh, for Tua, he gets smashed right in the mouth, fumbles the ball, and something just clicked after that for the entire team where the special teams, they go get a touchdown. Defense gets turnovers. Um, Jared Goff has got no idea what to do, and I'm thinking, I'm like, how are they doing this on defense so much? And then I thought to myself, I don't know where it came from, but Brian Flores being with the Patriots that long and going up going up against uh, Jared Goff in the Super Bowl, how they prepared for that, got me thinking, did he take something away from that? I don't know what it was, but they completely and totally dominated that game without Tua having to do much. He didn't do much. He threw for 97 yards. He did have a nice touchdown pass. Um we got to see a lot more of him, obviously, but they won despite him. And in a way, that's a good thing. That shows you that the defense and the entire team is ready to get around this kid and do what they got to do, Nikki. So a good win for them and to kind of like wipe your forehead win for Tua and be happy about it that they won the way that they did. But obviously, he'll have to get better. That's right. That's right. They got to they got to figure it out. Or soon we're going to hit the buzzer on them. They got to figure this stuff out and get it together, man. <laughs> I like that. I need that for knowledge with Mickey. Yes, you do. We got to figure that out. We'll put it together. D, give me your synopsis on this game over here and two as well. Um, this is the type of game that makes me hate the stat QB wins. <laughs> That's well said. Very well said. When they hired the Lions, they said, hold on, it's coming. 
Or maybe it's not coming. All right, it's at on... this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Came in a little slow. Yeah. Felt like playing around. I wish that one came out quicker, but uh, it didn't. It's all good. All right. <laughs> all right. So we got uh, a few of our games in, but we're going to take a really quick break. It's going to be 60 seconds, so don't go anywhere. If you have to go to the bathroom, make it really quick because we're coming right back. 60 seconds, third and three podcast with Nikki, Damien, and Jay. Hang in there. Getting back and crazy on the third and three podcast, doing our thing, our songs today. We're going like 90s, late 80s, rock and roll, alternative rock, any kind of rock you can get in there. Just don't throw rocks at anybody. That's not nice. All right, Damien, Nikki, and I are back. We are going through our ranting recap right now from last week's games. And then we got Mount Player. Play with knowledge with Nikki. More sports trivia. We got it all for you guys. Plus, week eight picks and locks. You wanted it all. We got it all. And we're ready to get back into the games with no further ado. Let's get to the game that we just knew was going to be a blowout. And they actually covered the sons of guns that they are. The Chiefs 35-9 to covering a 20-point spread. I mean, look, what more can you say, guys? Obviously, I mean... Patrick Mahomes throws a freaking underhand touchdown. I mean, he was really just basically to do whatever the hell that he wanted. He did whatever he wanted at any time he wanted, and he scared the Jets to death, which is why they were saying, (laughs) They wanted out of that stadium, get to the chopper as quickly as possible because this was an embarrassment, this game. Like they all are, but the Chiefs did their thing 35-9. to The Jets, I don't know what else you could say about it. They're making Sam Donald look even worse than he is. I don't even think he's that bad, actually, at all. But this is what happens when you go to the New York Jets. There's no bright spots, guys. They're going to be 0-16. They're going to probably draft Trevor Lawrence or make – I don't whatever. we got time for that. But th- this is getting terrible, uh, watching them and being a fan of that team – Forget about the game. It was a blowout. I don't know what else you want to say. Mahomes, 400 yards. He threw 35 touchdowns. Tyreek Hill caught 18 of them. I just, you know, the Chiefs are, you know, the best, second best, third best in your eyes. And the Jets are clearly last. There's no disputing that. Nikki, I I mean, if you're a Jets player, how do you even walk on the freaking field? (laughs) I don't know because I don't think I would. Like, a nine- Points, the inept Jets. And here's the thing. I didn't think Stan Darnold looked all that terrible in the first half. Like, okay, granted, the second half, it really went downhill. But I stand by what I say every week. I think this kid has talent. Like, I would like to see him, like, maybe on, like, a Dallas, because God knows the hell they're doing down there. A whole bunch of nothing. Talking yeah. about a circus. Like, I mean... Yeah, we say it every week. It's, like, ridiculous. Who is this kid throwing the ball to? Like, he needs help. There is no talent on this team. They are not motivated. They are trash. I hear about it all day, every day. Uh, you know what? Across to the Jets fans because, I mean, you really got nothing to hang your hat on. At least I got some Eli Manning highlights, the Super Bowl. Nice to go back and be better about 
organization and this team is is a mess. I hope you know what. Let's see Darnold go. Maybe he'll thrive somewhere else. Uh, yes, I think he would pretty much on any, almost any other team because what they surround him with is complete garbage, Damien. And we've regurgitated this. We've gone over it. We've said it. I don't know what there is left else to say except for the fact that, you know, Adam Gase will not be there next year. It'll be a new regime for sure. And hopefully that'll get, you know, that'll bring things together. But they're so far away from being a contender. It's ridiculous. So I, I don't even know what avenue you go down if it's getting a quarterback or if it's trying to surround Sam Darnold with the right players. But they can't even find the right players, which is what's so damn scary about it. And all the good ones they got, they either want to leave or they get hurt. Yeah, and uh, recently just got rid of another one, right, who posted a hilarious picture on Instagram with him and hiking from downtown. Right. (laughs) Yeah. True. Yeah, no, definitely. And speaking of bonehead plays and bonehead moves, I had the first pick in our freaky fantasy draft and I overthought it. I was like, okay, the Chiefs are playing the Jets. I should go with Mahomes, but they're going to blow them out. They're going to start running the ball eventually. No, the Chiefs are like, we're just going to stuff them up on the Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> Continue to throw the ball and I Jets suck, man. Suck. They really, really do. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know where to go with them, but the Chiefs, again, yeah, that's why I picked Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm like, they're probably just going to be running the ball in the second half of most of the game just to get the hell out of there quicker. But, yep, Mahomes decided to have, you know, another Mahomes day. So there you go. All right, next game. These teams always split, man. The Vikings beat the Packers 28-22. I didn't see that coming. Not many people did, but that's what divisional games are all about, man. And it was the first week of the season where the Packers blew them out in Minnesota. Now the Vikings go to Green Bay. They win by six points. So, you know, it's still the Pack's division to lose, in my opinion, because we already talked about Chicago. Minnesota's pretty far behind right now. What are they, two and five? You know, so, and Detroit, you know, forget it. But, um, does it, it's got to make you, I don't know, worry about the Packers a little bit, Damien, or is it, again, just a divisional game where these things happen? Yeah, you don't want to overreact to it. Um, the part that would overreact to that, you know what Minnesota's doing. Obviously, the ball's going to Dalvin Cook. Yeah. But they couldn't stop him. They could not stop him. That's the problem. Ah. <laughs> nice.
Calvin Cook has to be right there in that conversation. He is amazing. And, you know, when you have Kirk Cousins only throwing or uh, completing 11 passes in the game and you guys can still win, it shows you how valuable the running back is and how much he does for that offense. And Minnesota's not going to go anywhere this year, but they know they have a good foundation there. Now, as if Kirk Cousins is the guy going forward, we don't know. That defense is shaky. But, you know, you have Dalvin Cook, you have wide receivers on the outside there. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Kirk Cousins will be the guy going forward. Um, maybe they trade up in the draft and try to get a Justin Fields, you know, something like that. I mean, that would not be terrible at all, obviously. That, that you know, that kid could really, really play. And some are arguing that he may be better than Trevor Lawrence. But I'm with you on that Kirk Cousins thing. It'd be great to have Dalvin Cook, obviously, healthy for a few more years before his heyday is gone, Nikki. Um, the, Dalvin Cook, I love. I'm with Damian on that. It's just that. I, I get upset because, you know, a player like him, he does get hurt every season, it appears. And sometimes it can take him a game or two to get back. But when he's healthy, I mean, geez, you just run the offense through him. You play, you do some play action passes. You're good to go as long as your defense can hold up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I have a couple of little points that I do want to point out with the Packers, I don't know if it's cause for concern, but let me just run through them. You guys tell me what you think. Obviously, Packers have no run defense, right? right? Okay. Very true. This is the second time in three games that their offense just kind of seemed to just stall out. So it's a little concerning. Hmm. Matt LaFleur mismanaged the timeouts again late in the game, okay? Even with the Packers still having a chance, we got 30-mile-an-hour wins. You know, we're going deep, okay, and it's like fourth and long. I, you know, I don't know about that. But here, here's a pattern with Green Bay losses, okay? They are over-reliant on Devontae Adams, mismanaged time, and they get gouged on the ground, and that usually ends up in a playoff loss. That's very – Nikki, bravo on that one right there. Look, the only thing I may disagree with is the fact that they do rely on Devontae Adams because it really doesn't even matter. He gets 200 yards and, and a touchdown or two every game. But, Damian, that was very well put. And, 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 again, the number one point is they're bad against the run. There's no doubt. So that was a good job. Yes. No, it's one of the reasons that your 49ers were able to stop on them twice last year. That's right. Run. That's right. And – when you look at other teams in the NFC, when it comes playoff time, there are going to be teams out there that can run the ball. Will the Packers be able to do it? Now, San Francisco, unfortunately, may not be in that that package this year, but there are other teams out there that be able to run the rock, and that could be a big concern for the Packers. They may not be able to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> a game I was very, very pleasantly uh, happy to see. Uh, not a surprise, but they scored a hell of a lot of points. It's my Colts right there tying the Titans for first place in the AFC South. 41-21 over the Lions. And Frank Reich had his team ready after the bye week. Phillip Rivers is ready to go. Um and it's, you know, we talked about Jonathan Taylor and what he was going to do. It's been Naheem Himes, you know, a lot more of him and getting, you know, tight ends involved and stuff like that. So they're calling really smart game plans on offense based on what the defense gives them, Damian. And I think that's where Frank Reich excels. Yeah, I mean, you know, Naheem Himes, he's 
Yes, now the Colts look really good. Phil Rivers heard all the talking. He heard us. And he Yeah. I am not done yet. I still have some left in the tank, and he's proven us all of us wrong right now. Um, did you guys see that celebration from Naheem Hines? Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Holy. And then landed it perfectly. Even got the seal of approval from the great Simone Biles. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that would make, like, I, if I was him, that's my Super Bowl. Like, I'm already good to go. Yeah, right. Hall of Fame <laughs> City, man. No kidding. Yeah, I haven't heard me the seal of approval. Um, but, yeah, for the Colts, they look really good. If Phillip Rivers can continue to play this well, they may be able to win the AFC South and make the prediction of the great uh, Jason Fairman come true. Um, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see going forward if that does happen. And for Detroit, you already know how I feel about Matt Patricia. I took my shot oh, yeah. earlier. <laughs> and you, you just have what you have there. But the Colts, man, they look really good. Uh, yeah, they do. They look they look really good. Darius Leonard, I love. He's such a wonderful defensive player. And, the, you know, the rest of them don't get as much credit. But that defense is tops in the NFL. They're right up there with some of the best of them. Um, we were talking about a team that, you know, I, I had, you know, getting to the playoffs, winning the division. Browns are not a team I had winning the division, but I have them in the playoffs. But when the Raiders come to town and beat you 16-6, to that's where my mind starts really getting really screwed up guys because the Raiders have an okay defense really at best and the Browns at home can only put up six points I mean there's absolutely no excuse for that I don't OBJ or not it it really doesn't matter I mean you got to be able to run the ball that's your bread and butter I mean Baker you're home like let's get it going this is the Raiders it's not the Chiefs you know so I, I was very disappointed with the way the Browns played and that up and down play is not going to get them anywhere. Yeah, it may get them in that seventh spot right now, but I'm more worried now than I have been obviously all year about the Browns and the Raiders going on the road, you know, going all the way cross country, all, you know, well, not all the way cross country, but whatever. It's Cleveland. They beat him. And, you know, your boy Derek Carr doing what he had to do. Again, not a high scoring game, but they took care of it. And John Gruden. Give him give him a lot of credit also for this one, Nikki. I'm I'm very impressed with the Raiders, and I'm very disappointed with the Browns. Oh yes, the Browns. Listen, the Browns are doing what the Browns do. Fall <laughs> 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 flat on their face in key situations. Like I'm not surprised at all. I think I picked them, but like I'm not surprised that they they lost. Like this is what they do. Had they actually won, and they probably should have, you would think, maybe on paper, I don't know, but they would be tied for second place in the division with Baltimore. But no, the Browns just got to be the Browns. Listen, this game was nothing but blown opportunities for Cleveland, and that is what they do. And credit to the Raiders because they capitalized on, you know, Cleveland's mistakes, and not every team can capitalize on another team's mistakes. <clears throat> the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> credit, credit to the Raiders. And listen, this is why I can't put a lot of faith and trust into Cleveland. It's just, I, I can't do it. I understand, and and I saw it more for the first time this weekend than any other Dam- uh, Damien. So. Um, I'm definitely frightened of what I saw. Look, the, the Raiders are a good team, you know, definitely a little bit above average. I would say they're four and three now, three and three going into the game. The Browns were five and two. 
you, you expect the Browns to freaking show up and play some ball, man. I mean, they were just absent. Yeah, now this was a game where it came down to whatever team was going to be able to run the ball more because the weather conditions were crazy. We don't think about wind when we think about crazy weather conditions, um, but you can tell just from the passing stats in this game that the wind was crazy. Right. And they weren't going to be able to pass the ball in this one. And Josh Jacobs for the Raiders came through major, in a major way, and they were able to ride him to victory. And for the Browns, you know, I know they're still missing Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt is definitely somebody that's capable of carrying a load for you. He's, you know, a former rushing leader in this league. Right. So you definitely can do that for you, and they weren't able to ride him to victory. Um, I'm not going to be too hard on Baker Mayfield. He did come back down to earth where I think he is normally. But because of the conditions, I can't go too hard on him. But for Vegas, this is a good victory. You go into a tough place, and because of the weather conditions, which made it tough, you go in there and win that game in that way. So I like what I saw from the Raiders. You know that I think Derek Carr has, he might be the one who's really taking taking the quantum leap this year, but we'll get to to that a little bit later. Ah. And and for the Browns, you just hope that, you know, Baker Mayfield in in better conditions may look better going forward, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I I believe that he does, uh, again, Quarterbacks have bad days, usually not that bad. Yeah, that was a bad day, and uh, we'll see. Look, he's three years in already, so, you know, come on. Uh, The the biggest surprise this weekend was the Bengals beating the Titans 31-20, and it wasn't even that close. Um, Maybe the Titans aren't that good. Maybe they had a sweet run in the beginning. I don't know what it is, but to lose two in a row. Look, after you lose to Pittsburgh like that, and then you go to Cincinnati, you, you expect to win that game, but you can't just go in and say, no, we're better than this team on paper. We'll beat them no problem. And it felt like they had that attitude, Damien. The Bengals came out roaring, no pun intended, and they ended up putting 31 points on the board. And Joe Burrow looks like a pro again. I can't emphasize it enough. I know I say it every show, but I'm just so impressed. You know, now they got two wins more than they had in the last 15 years. So I think the Bengals are definitely on the right path. And the Titans are something that you have to scratch your head at right now and say, if Derrick Henry can't win us the game by himself, I don't think that we can do it on offense. Yeah, now that defense is something to worry about. Um, that They should not relax when it comes to their defense. And with the Bengals, you got to love what you're saying from Joe Burrow. Uh, my bold prediction about him this year was that he was going to have a 2-1 to one TD interception ratio. It looks like that's in play yeah. for him to do that. Sure. And he, he looks the part. Like you said, he is ready to go already. You know that you have your franchise guy. And that's a good feeling year one, halfway through the year, to know, like, oh, this guy is our guy for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. So as, as a Bengals fan, you have to be happy for that. If I'm a Tennessee fan, I am concerned. Right, because even though Joe Burrow's good, your defense still shouldn't get lit up in that way. Um, offensively, you had Derrick Henry had a good game, and you still were not able to get the ball rolling to keep up in this game. And like you mentioned, it wasn't even as close as the score indicated. So for Tennessee, maybe it was a letdown game where you had that crazy comeback against Pittsburgh, and you missed that field goal at the end. Maybe that bad momentum carried itself over to this game. And you'll get out of the rut, you know, going forward. Hopefully that happens. And it was just one of those bad games, a carryover game. But you still have to be a little bit worried after watching that performance. I would say so. And, and Nikki, we, I remember we alluded to it last week. We said, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won this game. It could be that trap game, and maybe that's exactly what it was, a trap game. I am so mad. I did not listen to my gut because I thought, I was like, you know what, I think it's a week for Denver, and I really thought since he could pull this out, but I'm just thinking, like, no, you know, no, something's going to happen. It's going to be Tennessee. But I, moral of the story, listen, always listen to your instincts, right? Like, yep. I am so mad at myself. But, yeah, Joe Burrow, you look great, Burrow Higgins. Cincy defense did a nice job on Ryan Tannehill. Burrow continues to impress me, and I will continue to kick myself for the rest of the week not taking that. <laughs> I hear you. I, I Look, I really, really hear you on that one because I was so tempted. But I'm like, ah, oh, the Titans just lost to Pittsburgh. They got to come back strong, yeah, but yeah, no, they're back strong. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, the things we like talk ourselves into. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now watch out for Bengal and the Burrows, man, unbelievable. Walking like an Egyptian over there, the Bengals. Anyway, next game, moving it along, we got a few more. Uh, Bills twenty-four to twenty-one over the Patriots, and guys, one of the better games of the week that came down to it. Cam Newton played his freaking ass off, his heart out. Guys, this is the first time that I can remember in, in at least 20 to 25 years that I was rooting for the Patriots. Even though I picked the Bills to win, I wanted the Patriots to win because I was rooting for Cam Newton. That's who I was rooting for in this game. And for him to fumble on that last play, it broke my heart. I, I, I can't imagine how he felt. I, I saw him on the sideline, and I felt terrible. And, look, he kept him in the game the whole game, throwing to people we don't even know. And, you know, again, it's – the Bills, who you expect that, yeah, they should, you know, beat them by at least 10 points, you know, buff. but again, the Bills are another team, Damien, that, man, maybe they're not as good and they were just really streaky in the beginning, or again, they're missing John Brown, like I said, but the Bills, they could have lost that game. Forget tying and going into overtime. Cam Newton, if he had another carry or two, was going to take it in the end zone and win that game, Damien. Yeah, no, they definitely could have and probably should have lost this game. And I mentioned earlier the quantum leap. Normally this is when I yell quantum leap. But I feel like I have to retire the quantum leap yell right now because Josh Allen has really disappointed me. You know, it's, it's been a few weeks now. I've been waiting for him to turn this corner back to what we saw the first four weeks. And he just hasn't done it. Wow. And in this game, we see that he's no longer that guy who could be a pro bowler. Like, he's not looking like that. That's why I said Derek Carr may be actually the quantum leap guy in the AFC this year. Uh-huh. Good call. And for New England, man, Cam, I know Cam Newton, you mentioned how he played his heart out. And his past numbers are going to look the best, but it, who was he throwing to? Right? Exactly. And, you know, they've had some bad draft picks. You know, one of the people, one of the things that people are pointing out is that they picked Nikhil Harry over someone like DK Metcalf last year. Yep. If if Metcalf was on his team, imagine him with someone like Cam Newton, what they would do. Yeah, it's just for New England and all the players that opted out because of COVID, it's a perfect storm that's coming together. And it's just about time, right? It's about time to have a bad year. I yeah. think it's just one of those times where like, <laughs> like, okay, you, you guys haven't had a year like this since like 2000. The last time you guys were bad, who let the dogs out was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do feel bad for Cam. Hopefully Cam can recover from this and play well as an individual going forward so that he gets a chance next year, either with New England or someone else. Because like you, I am rooting for Cam as well. 
is one of the reasons I picked him as my fantasy quarterback in both of my leagues. But I've had to give up on him in one league and also I'm gonna try to replace him in our league as well. But you just have to, you know, hopefully he can recover and look better. But for Buffalo, you're right. They're a team that's probably gonna win at the division if unless Miami just, you know, turns this corner and really starts to get things rolling. But they're a team that come playoff time I'm not gonna be having all my confidence in them because they don't look like a playoff or a Super Bowl quality team. Right, right. Not anymore. Yeah, we were with everybody. Josh Allen, you know, you know, MVP through the first four weeks, and now, you know, his name is not even mentioned. And you're right, Miami's four and three right now. They're only a game behind. It's unbelievable. And if it wasn't for the Jets being the worst team that God ever created, then the Patriots would be in last place, Nikki. So, and even Belichick said, like, look, I don't know what to tell you guys. He did an interview and he spoke more than I ever heard in my entire life. And he was saying that, um, you know, we basically shot our load for lack of a better term. You know, we went all out for the past five years. <laughs> we went all out for the past five years. You know, we put everything into this, that, the other thing had our quarterback. And now look, you know, had like uh, Damien had mentioned, uh, you know, players on COVID, uh, not coming in to even start the year and stuff like that. Having can't come in what a, a few weeks before the season started, they they were screwed to begin with. Yeah, they were. But I just want to Damien's recap. Let me just go back to that. We got a who let the dogs out reference, and you retired Quantum Leap for the first season. <laughs> that, is that is breaking news. Fans feel like I feel like they're like uh, ready to fly south for the winter, right? Oh man, yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. It's it's. <laughs> they're all gonna be Tampa fans. Here comes the influx. Pretty much over with those guys. <laughs> My God. Hey, let's get to our last two games before we get to our games, which will be after the break, including Mount Player players. So we got two more. We got Broncos. Wow, <laughs> Nikki, you picked the Broncos, and the Chargers were up. I think. To, 2024 in this game or something crazy like that at some point. Herbert did his thing, but again, he's another guy maybe who can't close the game out. So many games that they've been in, six points, seven points or less, or they were winning in the fourth quarter and they couldn't close it out. And again, it happened in Denver on the last play of the game where he was in. Uh, uh, who was it, number 13? I can't, Harris, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Um, but Bottom line is uh, Drew Locke made that play, locked it in, and gave you a win, Nikki, and gave the Broncos a win, the team that we all liked in the beginning of this year. And the Chargers were tough, again, with Herbert and everything. But, look, Denver, you got to give them credit. They hung in the whole way, and despite whatever play calls and, you know, the referees and this and that, they did what they did, uh, Nikki. And, wow, Drew Locke, great pass, great catch at the end. Got to kick the extra point to win it all, and there they go. Denver gets squeaks out with the win. Unbelievable. Yes, no, it is believable. I rolled with them. I had no doubt. I was very confident in that pick. So, to anybody out there as a Broncos fan listening, I have faith in you guys. I think this is just the start. You're going to get rolling. I like what I saw from Drew Locke. Yeah, hey, look, they had things go their way, but we've all seen those type of games where, you know, it just goes the other team's way. They're able to make something happen, and, um, and they won the game. I'm, I'm happy they did, and I am glad that I won that pick. Yeah, you sure did, all right. You sure did. Helped you win the entire week. Awesome. 
Damien, quick, so we can get to our very last game before the break. Um, obviously, your thoughts on this one, and now the Broncos are three and four, and by no means are they out of it. Um, you know, with the way the playoffs are right now. So, what'd you what'd you make of the ending, and what'd you make of uh, you know what you saw in, in general? Yeah, the, the Denver Broncos are starting to make the thirty three podcast look good. We were all yeah. of us were on this team at the beginning of the year, and hopefully, they can continue to get the ball rolling. Uh, for the L.A. Chargers, I call them Atlanta Falcons West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. They cannot hold on to a lead. They, you know, they're probably worse than Atlanta when it comes to that, actually. And Atlanta was taking the attention off of them. So now we're going to get start getting the L.A. jokes about them not being able to hold on to leads. Seriously. And, you know, it's just tough. But they do have a blue chipper there in Justin Herbert going forward. He just has to learn how to win, which is tough to do as a rookie. You ain't kidding, man. You ain't kidding. And last game before our games, we're going to do this real quick. and We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it in the NFC East. It was the Sunday night game, Eagles 23, Cowboys 9. And let me just ask you guys a question real quick, 30 seconds each. Nikki, is Carson Wentz holding the team back or is he making them better with what little they have? I just did. It's too late. <laughs> no, I think you know what he does. He does have talent. I think he is making them better with what they have. But like God, this game was just like it felt like it was like five years long. And if twenty twenty was a game, this was the game. Like I just yeah. But I do think you know what I do think he he does make them a little bit better because they don't. They're another team that just pull randos like off the street and put a ragtag team together with Carson Wentz. So he's got talent, and I think he definitely helps them. I, I'm going to quickly agree with you. I just, you know, obviously we shouldn't get injured so much, but I think that he's helping more than hurting for sure. Damien, honestly, we got 20 seconds before the segment's over. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that he does help them because of the lack of talent around him, but he also does too much trying to help them, and that's why he has so many turnovers. But yeah. Like, Nikki said, horrible game. Horrible Sunday night game. Oh, gosh. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait till they start, uh, you know, rerouting the schedule and everything with the Sunday nights and this and that. And, yeah, really looking forward to that. All right, 33 podcasts. We're coming back in 30 seconds this time. Real quick commercial break. And then we're going to get to Mount Playa. Playa, our games, and all that good stuff. Third and three, right back at you. Only Freddie Mercury and Queen obviously can pull this sort of stuff off. Amazing, man. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, but I heard it's a really good one. I got to check that bad boy out. You're listening to the third and three podcast. Where else would you be on a freaking Wednesday night? What are you out of your damn mind? You got to get everything together for football, man. This is what it's all about. You love football. You're over here. This is what we're doing. So now we're going to talk our games Last three games that were on the week eight schedule, then we're getting into now play a play. And since we're halfway through the season, we're going to talk about who our top four teams are now, as opposed to what they were in the beginning of the year and see how much they differentiate knowledge with Nikki, all that great stuff. So let's get this bad boy hopping right now. Our games, guys, um, I would like to get mine out of the way, if you don't mind. 
Um, I picked San Francisco with my heart. Um, my head said Seattle, and I should listen to my head sometimes. It wasn't anywhere near close as 37 to 27 was the final score. Jimmy G got hurt. He's out for probably the year because he may need surgery. Um, George Kittle got hurt. He's out for the year, even without surgery, unless they make the playoffs somehow miraculously. Just again, guys, our starters falling, our starters not even being there. Debo Samuel's not going to play tomorrow either. It's just a wreck. We don't even have running backs anymore. We only had Tevin Coleman came back for one game. He got hurt. So it's just a plague on the Niners this year. It's like the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't have a chance of getting back in the playoffs the following season. And that's what's happening to us. And as much as I'm loving Kyle Shanahan and his play calling and all that, even he can't, you know, undo what has already been done. And that's the 49ers season being flushed down the toilet. I mean, as soon as Nick Thomas, Nick Thomas, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas went down, you started feeling it. And then we trade away, you know, Quan Alexander, Fred Warner's our only linebacker left, Drake Greenlaw. It's an entire mess. Seattle showed why they're the best team in that division at the very least. Maybe the conference, we don't know. We'll talk about that. But the biggest thing, guys, that I take away from not just this game, but everything, despite him helping us get to the Super Bowl last year, Jimmy G is not the answer. And I can go into it for a long time, but I don't want to. I would just like to ask you guys. Jimmy G does a good job running the offense. He does a good job running the offense. But we all know that Kyle Shanahan likes to throw the ball down the field. They can't do that with Garoppolo. Despite the contract they gave him, which is dead money already, do you look elsewhere? Damien, I'll go to you first. Because me, as an Niner fan, absolutely, I'm looking for another quarterback next year. Because Jimmy G is not going to be the guy to, to bring us back from a game or help. He's just not that guy. He's not that guy. And that's the end of the story. He's not that guy. So what do you think? Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. If you have a quarterback who you feel holds you back, instead of at least, you know, keeps you going, you know, you're not, everybody's not going to have a top five guy that you can depend on to, you know, be the guy to get you out of bad situations or to uplift a team that doesn't have as much talent. But if you have a quarterback who isn't able to push you forward when you do have talent around him, that's when you have to look for a new guy. And he always and, gets hurt, bro. He's always freaking hurt. It's like enough is enough. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big part of it, too, their ability. Like uh, Nikki would say, uh, availability is the best ability. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> and that's a big thing with Jimmy G. You have to be there. Uh, and, when he's not, and when he's there, he's just average. So it's not like you're seeing like a Carson Wentz, for example, who we've seen be elite at times and have the injuries. But with Jimmy G, we haven't seen him be elite, but he also has injuries. Yeah. So you're not getting, you're not getting that best of you know the best of him that you would get with Wentz. So I agree with you, man. Like you have to look for a different QB, and I definitely just I think it is like some type of curse when it comes to Super Bowl losers because. It's nuts how each year it seems like the team who loses the Super Bowl has super bad luck next year. Oh, it's it's just like amazing. Like even the Rams just a couple of years ago just you know blows me away with this whole thing. But you know, I mean, like I, my point is, Nikki, like Mitch. Not that I want him, but Mitch Trubisky can run, come in and run this offense. That's that's how good of an offense it is. But just imagine if we had an elite quarterback or somewhere near elite. 
would you stick with Jimmy G or are you like, fuck this, I'm done? Uh, and excuse me for cursing, I'm very upset. No, hey, it's, it's okay, believe me. No, you shook Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G's ass to the bachelor. Didn't we say it's the reality show he's got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, listen, if he's holding the offense back and he can't close out the game, I mean, basically that's it. Are you holding your offense back and you've seen enough out of him, he's not the guy. And Jay, I feel you because I'm starting to feel that way about Daniel Jones, and I think a lot of people are. I don't know how much, and you'll probably relate to this, how much do you have to see and how much of the same mistake over and over and over again until you're really sure that, like, this isn't the guy, he's not our future. Because yeah. I'm almost there with Daniel Jones. Like, at the end of this year, what, we're halfway through you know, I I don't know how much more I'm going to see to change my mind. So, I, like, I get it. No, I would move on. I'd probably move on from Daniel Jones at the end of this year, too. So Yeah, well, at least you guys didn't have to pay $120 million or whatever it was to some sh- schlub. <laughs> Jeez. He's so good looking. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, so good looking. he's he ain't even that good looking. Free, whatever. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm one to be uh, a judge on that sort of stuff, but. Whatever. You say so, okay, fine with me. All right. He looks like an elf. That's that's what he looks like. He reminds me of an elf. An elf? Yeah, if he was shorter, he'd be an elf. He wouldn't even have to dress up. An elf, like Santa's little helper. That's what he looks like to me. If he was shorter, he'd be perfect. He wouldn't even have to dress up. All right. I, I, I better stop bashing on him. I know. I'm bad. Jimmy, I'm sorry, bro. Get healthy, man. You know, get, get your leg together and just start walking again and go attend games. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm upset. All right, Nikki, we'll get to your game last because it was uh, the last game that we saw of the week. So let's get to the game where I thought the Bears were going to win, buddy, but your Saints pulled it out 26-23. And what I told you, Damien, was that Kamara needed to have a tremendous game. He did, but Breeze stepped up, especially in the fourth quarter when they needed him to, and they won the game, man. You know, their defense maybe got to improve a little bit, you know, with, with what the Bears were able to do, you know, 23 points is not a ton, but, you know, the Saints, I figured, should do a little better than that. But, nope, it doesn't matter. They won the game. It doesn't matter what the score is. They won on the road in cold weather, 26-23. Bravo to the Saints, to, you know, moving on up. And, yeah, they, they look like a good team. And if they can – when they get Thomas and Sanders back, it's going to be that much more devastating on offense. Yeah, I definitely can't wait for that. Uh, we definitely need somebody to take the pressure off Kamara because Kamara has been carrying us. Um, I actually think that Kamara should be in the MVP conversation when you truly think about it. So you look at the Saints right now, five and two, right? Um, Drew Brees made some plays last week, but he's clearly not the same Drew Brees. You've mentioned how his arm strength isn't there. He's not the guy who's going to throw 5,000 yards anymore, right? Right. And you mentioned how you were missing Michael Thomas, who you can make an argument as the best receiver in the league all year. Emmanuel Sanders, we picked up to be there just in case Michael Thomas got hurt or to take pressure off Michael Thomas, has been hurt and had COVID. He's missed a lot of games. Yep. Um, our defense was supposed to be a strength of ours. Our secondary has been absolutely trash, dumpster fire, landfill, <laughs> just think. Like everything that, <laughs> that doesn't smell good. Describes that secondary. You sure you don't want to yell yeah. Apple back? <laughs> and that's all based on Alvin Kamara. Right? Whenever we need mm-hmm. to get bailed out of a third and long, what do we do? Screen pass Alvin Kamara. Make something happen for us, please. That's right. Uh, 
third and five, you do a little V route or what they call a Texas route, and he gets open, he gets that long pass down the field like he did in the first half against the Bears. Um, he gets five yards per carry. So with any running back who's leading the league or who's played more than five games this year, he leads the league in yards per carry. He's getting you 10 yards per catch. And like I mentioned earlier, he's been the offense. You know the ball is going to him in crucial situations, and they still can't stop it. Oh. I think Alvin Kamara should be in the MVP conversation. I don't think he'll win, of course, but he should be included, especially if Derrick Henry is still including that conversation. And, of course, I got to talk about Miles, Miles Gardgate. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for you guys who missed it, uh, playing for the same CJ Gardner Johnson, he's a very scrappy cornerback. Um, Scrappy's being nice. He's, he's a he's ho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gotten in fights with Saints since he was at practice. He got in a fight with Michael Thomas earlier this year, which, you know, stopped Michael Thomas from getting into a game. And he pulled the mouthpiece of Javon Wims, one of the wide receivers for the Bears. And this was like the first or second quarter when this happened. So that's why it made this so confusing because he initially pulls it, and there's a whole video breaking it down where they show him pulling the mouthpiece. The mouthpiece gets thrown all over the field after that. And the Williams is on the sideline because he's not like a main receiver. He comes in, you know, to certain packages. So he doesn't get to get his revenge, you know, quote unquote, into the third quarter. And that's why everybody's confused. By the time he retaliates, it's way too late. CJ Gardner Johnson has forgotten he even did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes to try to rip his mouthpiece, misses the mouthpiece, gets mad, and just punches his helmet. Yep, twice. yep. And then the whole melee breaks out, and he gets suspended for two games. Yep. Uh, for me, I don't know if you should suspend him for two games, because I feel like punching somebody's helmet is punishment enough. Even if you do it open-handed, I feel like your hand's still going to hurt after that. And it just mm-hmm. was hilarious to me to watch. And I was just so shocked when, cause I, when I initially watched the game, the camera wasn't on them. So you just see the, the end of it, you see the melee. And right. then they go to the replay and show what happened. He just casually walks over, all calmly, tries to steal a mouthpiece, and then just slaps him twice in the head. Yep. Hilarious play to me. But like, uh, <laughs> but, that you're always getting football, man. The, the, thing that, the thing that was funny to me is that, oh, I'm sorry, Damien. I was going to say, the thing that was funny to me is that after he got slapped the first time, he just stood there and did nothing, you know, like, and that's a smart thing to do. Don't retaliate, right? But then he did it again. It's like, all right, now nah, that's enough. That's enough. I'm coming after you. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing with CJ Gardner Johnson. He's the ultimate troll. So he wants to get that reaction out of you. He's an irritant. He's an a-hole. He's going to try to get these <laughs> reactions out of you. Um, he's someone like, I don't know if you guys remember Carly Finnegan. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. And Johnson just beat him up that one game. Like, totally just went crazy on him. Andrew Johnson is known as like a super nice guy in the league. Was never in any trouble. And one game, he's had enough of Corlett Finnegan and just went absolutely ham on him. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember that like it was yesterday. Absolutely. So that's what's going to happen with Gardner Johnson. He's going to have a few of those moments because he's known for being an irritant, being an a-hole. And he does this type of stuff all the time. And, you know, I'm glad he's on my team because he's also a good player. He's a, he's a good safety slash kind of nickel cornerback. And if he's an irritant for your team, you don't mind that much. So if he's on the opponent's team, you're like, oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. I this guy. Right. <laughs> I see why he gets those reactions. But as far as our team, and Alvin Kamara has been carrying us offensively and deserves to get some MVP consideration because of it. Yeah, well, you're saying it. And I'm, and I'm not going to argue with you right now. I mean, he's one of the best 
the best just football players in the game. But the guy does is amazing. When he's running, it looks like he's just like gliding, but he's going 45 miles an hour. It's it's very impressive, no doubt. Nikki, let's get to your game, the last one that we saw of week eight. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Bucks beating the Giants 25-23, and it, it came close. And I was saying before the game, I'm like, the Giants are Tom Brady's kryptonite and all that. He's always having an issue with them. And there we go again. They're up 14-6, to looking good. But Danny didn't deliver the right way. His dimes, you know, turned into pennies or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it just... Right. Oh, man. But they were in it to the end, to, to, to the very end, Nikki. So take it away. Yeah, I mean, but who cares? Like, yeah, okay, another moral victory. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I know. You know, like, you can't, again, you can't close out the game. But I will say this about the Giants. I don't, it's like the sight of Tom Brady makes them play, like, bigger than they are. And they had him rattled. And we all know, get Brady rattled a little bit, get him off his game, don't let him get in a rhythm. You can get to him. Oh, yeah. Um, defense, I thought, did really well. They hung in there. Um, I actually thought the offensive line with the two rookies who had to play due to COVID, um, I thought they did much better than they had um, in the past few weeks. I did not mind the play calling from Jason Garrett. I know people hate it, but I really think you can see what he's trying to do here. Um, I put this loss on Daniel Jones because, yeah. like I said, I yeah. don't see any improvement. I you should I should see improvement by now. And I really this kid's decision making and the, the the uncanny, timely, heartbreaking turnovers have got to stop. This kid cannot protect the ball. It is just crushing every week. We lose two back to back heartbreakers against the Eagles and then Tom Brady and the Bucks. Like, oh come on. The moral victory does nothing for me. Um, there's a little bit going on. Uh, this week they had asked Joe Judge, oh, do you bench um, Daniel Jones for Colt McCoy? I think that that's pointless. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, (laughs) at this point, let's just finish out what you got and let's just see what Daniel Jones has and then make a definitive decision at the end of the season. I don't know what bringing Colt McCoy is going to do to me. That was like when they benched Eli for Geno Smith. Like, then no, get a look at Daniel Jones, not Geno Smith. You know what I mean? So, you know what? I'm just, I'm over the moral victories. I just, you got to close out, but you got to close out these close games. They're a bad team and they find ways to lose, new ways to lose every week. Unfortunately, it's true, Nikki. I know. I definitely feel your pain. It's it's rough when you're in every game and you find a way to lose. And yeah, uh, look, Daniel Jones, if they're not going to be able to fix this interception problem, then I, they, they, they can't hold on to him. So I hope it's fixable. We'll see. He's got to do he's got to read the defense better. And during the play, he's got to know what's going on when guys are moving around and not have it, you know, a Darius Slayton wide open down the field and miss a touchdown. Oh, you God. know, so yeah, he should not have missed that. that. That was killer. That's what I mean. You got to see the field, the decision making. Right. It's not like he looks well. He's not having that Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghost type thing. So I, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I do hope he can get fit. Hey, believe me, I hope he has a quarterback of the future, but I don't think we do. Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. Same same story with the Jets. Got the same thing going on. We will see. We will see. But hey, time to get to Mount Play a Player. We went through our week uh, eight games, our ranting recap. We'll do week nine in a little bit, but we got some fun segments for you coming up right now. Mount Play a Player, it's halfway through the season. So we're going to do our top four teams halfway through the season. That's Mount Play a Player this week. So we'll all do our fours. Our threes, our twos, and our ones. And I can't wait to hear what we got. Um, Guys, I had a lot of teams in mind. So for number four, I went with the Packers. They're five and two. Rodgers and Devontae Adams, unbelievable. When they score early, they're not going to lose. They let the defense take over late um, and, you know, really just destroy that offense, the opposing offense. So, when they're scoring early the way that they do, Green Bay, they're they're really tough to beat. They're very hard to come back on because Rodgers ain't going to go to sleep and just hand the ball off forever. He'll throw the ball on on second and, and three, you know, when you're not expecting it. So they're a team that's going to keep going after it, keep grinding, but they definitely need help on defense. We talked about their rushing defense before. They're not going to make any moves now, so they're going to have to work on things schematically. But when you look at a team overall and what they can do and seeing, again, when a Devontae Adams comes back into your lineup and he's getting 200 yards a game, yeah, for me, the Packers, they're number four. So, Damian, I'd like to hear yours. My number four went with Tampa Bay at number four. Uh, I think that even though they should have lost to the Giants, it might have been just one of those one-off games. Maybe it's just a weird thing with Tom Brady and the Giants. They just be yeah. like a weird chemistry there. But as far as their full season, look at what their defense is doing um, offensively. The weapons they have and are adding this week with Antonio Brown, uh, Godwin coming back. They have a good running attack with between Fortnite and Jones. They have it all. There's no really holes on this team besides consistency. Man, you said it, bro. No argument here. All right, before we get to our three, Siddiqui, you're four. Well, I have the same exact four as Damien. Okay. I have Tampa Bay. And I was like, you know why? Freaking Tom Brady does not age. I feel like the sky is going to play until he's like 60 years old at this point. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but he's really, you know, week one, right? They played the Saints week one. He threw like two interceptions or whatever. And everyone thought, oh my God, he showed his age. I think he could be jumped on it a little bit. Um, but he has certainly bounced back and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and yeah, like you said, and he's got all the weapons done. Uh, I think they will cruise pretty easily, uh, probably into the postseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. They will be cruising and they will be getting better. And much better, I think. And that's why they're my number three. So to continue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, best defense in the NFC. You can you can argue it a little bit with maybe, you know, a team or two. But I think they probably do. They have a top offense. You know, obviously adding A.B. is a wonderful thing, especially if Godwin gets healthy. He's probably not going to play this week. I told you guys, you know, with, with the broken fingers and whatnot. But. The thing is, is that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown have this unbelievable relationship. It's divine. I don't know how it works, but it works. He's staying over his house. The only reason that Antonio Brown is there is because of Tom Brady. And we saw in that one game where they barely had any practice against Miami last year, the one game they played and the limited time that he had in the game, he was freaking phenomenal. So 
don't expect him to play a lot this upcoming uh, game against your Saints, Damian, which we're going to get into later. But going on for the rest of the year, he's going to be a major part of that offense. We talk about also Gronk. And like I mentioned, their defense, keep Brady protected. Yeah, the Buccaneers are going to go very, very far. And who knows how far. They're 6-2 and two right now. Just a half-game lead over your Saints, I believe, at the moment, Damian. So let's get to your number three. My number three, I got to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they're not as complete as Tampa Bay. Their defense is nowhere near as good as Tampa Bay. They're number three, just off the strength of Russell Wilson. And he is, to me, the best quarterback in the league. You guys have been on him for the MVP from the bandwagon since the beginning. And I think he will win MVP this year. And he's amazing, along with, you know, that scary man, that wide receiver, DK Metcalf. Uh, Tyler Lockett on the FC's running game as well. And Jamal Adams, you know, getting healthy definitely will help that defense as well. If the defense is just decent, if that defense can get to top 20 in the league, that makes them a Super Bowl contender. So I had them at number three based off of Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, based off of Russell Wilson, I, I hear where you're coming from with them at number three. And, yeah, the bottom line is that they need to get better on defense, even a little better, you know, getting Carlos Dunlap in and Jamal Adams when he's healthy. Um, yeah, that that could definitely improve them, you know, up front and in their secondary. So we'll see if that happens. And if it does, then watch out. All right, number three, Nikki. Seahawks at number three. So you guys in total agreement so far on three and four. Seahawks at three and number four. You guys got the um, the Bucks. All right. So we're at our number two. Number two for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And why aren't they number one? All right. I'll give you a couple of reasons. Look, they're seven and zero. Only undefeated team left in the league. Obviously, could they go all the way? It's, it's a possibility. We'll see. Maybe we might, you know, actually even run down the schedule and see if they could do it. They got a few tough games, the Colts, Browns, maybe even the Bengals would be tough. We'll see. Again, with the Ravens. So they might be the most complete team, but I worry, Damian, about their run game. Now, I know Connor's doing a very good job this year, but it's – I don't want to say it's uncharacteristic because his rookie year was very good. Last year was, you know, up and down. He was hurt. I understand all that. Um, I wonder if he is this good and if he can continue it all the way through. Because as good as Big Ben is and their passing game is going, they need that running game to be there. We know the defense is there. They need that running game to be there for the entire year. So just a quick question as I got my as I got the Steelers at two. Do you think that James Conner is that guy? For both of you, Damien first and then Nikki, real quick. Yeah, I think James Conner is that guy. True, true. So when you don't have a quarterback, defensive line and the front seven now becomes a front eight, a front nine. Because they're stacking that line, they're putting everybody there, they're not scared of you passing the ball. Like this dude named Duck isn't passing the ball on top of us. 
Uh, do you agree, Nikki? That's right. That's right. You know, they done did a good job against very good job against Baltimore. They did a very good job against Tennessee. But we got some other teams that we want to look at to see where they stack up. And we'll find out. There's a few more coming. All right. Uh, so both of us got uh, Steelers at two. Damien, do you agree? No, I have Kansas City at two. Okay. Okay, and and that's that's fair. That's been the argument um, that I've heard from whether it's people or even TV that you know the Steelers are the most complete team. But I guess Nikki and I, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going Chiefs number one. Am I wrong, Nikki? I have the Chiefs number one. Okay, all right. I'll give mine really quick. Um, look, they're the best offensive team in the league, and they have a you know and a not, not an average defense. It's, it's a little bit above average, and they're getting better. They really are. I love Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones when he's in there. Obviously, amazing. The thing that separates these teams from me, and I know that the Steelers have a better defense, there's no doubt. Um, you want to argue a running game, whatever, that's fine. But it's the quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's young. He's extremely athletic. He can do anything he wants on the field. Ben can't. And if the Chiefs are able to disrupt him, we know that even though the Steelers will be able to disrupt Patrick Mahomes, he's the kind of guy who can get out of anything, make some sick play, throw it with his left hand, maybe with his foot, whatever, you know? So that's why I think that the Chiefs are just still, even though they've been beaten this year by those Las Vegas Raiders, I still feel like they are the toughest team to beat out there, Nikki. 
And, um, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm assuming you agree with me over here. We got a minute left in this segment, so go right ahead. No, I absolutely agree with you. And just so, like, a couple little stats for you guys. Kansas City, their offense and defense are both top five in scoring. Okay. Um, and they lead the league in average scoring differential at 12.6 per points per game. So, and I'm with you, Jay. I, I think that different – because you can toss up Pittsburgh or Kansas City, make the argument for a complete team. I really – I, I probably could go Pittsburgh one as well, but I, the difference there for me is also the quarterback. So yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, it's the most important position on the field. And Damian, there's no right or wrong answer. And a lot of people would agree with you because they have their only undefeated team and they've beaten everybody. It's who you play. It doesn't matter. So Kansas City, yep, they lost the game. Could be a hiccup. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. So Nikki and I got them at one. Damian has Pittsburgh at one. I'm loving everything we're doing right now, so we're going to keep it going. We are coming back. We got knowledge with Nikki. Oh, my goodness. Third and three. Right back. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head on the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you've forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hope that I will watch a look wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow shoes. I like the sushi because it's never touch a frying pan. I'd like wasabi. You know, I never knew what the hell they were saying in this song but i got the lyrics in front of me now <laughs> and i would have never got this man oh my gosh i'm gonna have to look at this a couple of times <laughs> here on third and three we're doing our uh, little rock and roll little alternative action from the 90s and stuff we're having a good time over here you know how we do it on third and three we got nikki nikki's here damien's here i'm here jason fearman at sports profit one damien is at and nikki At Nikki Nick, and as speaking of her, it is hard time right now. It is time to get real tricky with knowledge with Nikki. Here we go. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of it's tricky. It's the Here we go. Train to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. That's right, baby. Knowledge with Nikki. You know what's going on. That's what time it is. It's one of the craziest, most loved segments of the show. We never know what's going to happen. That's why it is tricky, Nikki. Here she is. Knowledge with Nikki. It is your show, girl. Take it away. Thank you. All right. You guys remember when we last did our ranking? They called it chapter one through four quiz or whatever. Oh, yeah. Too bad we can't cheat. Ah, oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to go for it over here. We're going to go for it. Here we go. I love it. I love it. She keeps up with the theme. She does her thing. Who went first last week? Uh, I think I went first last week. Oh, great. So here I go first. Right. I get to be embarrassed. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was quick to say, like, no, no, no. I went first, man. No, you, you, it's your turn. Go take your shots right here. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
All right, Nick, I'm ready to go. Okay, say it one more time. I'll give you as best educated guess as possible. with Nikki. This is what it's all about right here. You don't get this anywhere else. Anywhere else. I love it. More knowledge. Bring it on. Okay. So in 1804, second. 18, say it one more time. I'm so sorry. knowledge Abe and honest Abe gotta love it all right nice steal no no he was closer than me I'm cool with that I'm cool with it all the way it ain't for money so I'm cool with it great question uh telegram no you mean you want to try uh i have no idea oh man i think i might know it i was gonna say horseback <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you would just yell it out. 
would sign your name under your candidate of choice, and then you get a color card so everyone can see what you did. But basically, they just yelled it out at a at a party. Well, that that makes a lot of sense a lot of, for a lot of past presidents. Okay, now I know why we got here. <laughs> All right, Jay, last one for you. Number four, there are two states that allow felons to vote. You know what states they are? Wow. Um, two states allow felons to vote. Okay. I'm going to go with Wyoming and Montana. No. Damien, you want to try? I'm going to go Louisiana and Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, Maine and Vermont. Oh, okay. Whole different part of the country. Shoot. Yep. (laughs) All right. Maybe. All right, Jay, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. States have laws to discourage bribery at the polls. And this is all George Washington's fault. George Washington is said to have bribed voters at the polls with what? Wow. Wow. Um, at that time, what would you bribe somebody with? <laughs> Just like his teeth. What would he give? Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying. You know. Um, I was gonna say. I know this sounds so stupid, but parts of that ridiculous hair that he had, like that wig crap. <laughs> I mean, shit, no wonder he was the first freaking president. Gosh. Right? <laughs> Quick question again. Um, so in 1884, 
They also had a method to indicate a candidate's mental abilities and character. What was that method? Uh, the scientific method? <laughs> you got it. I'll take it. Or the actual method. The actual method. Yeah, do you have the actual method, like the actual name of it? The actual name of the scientific method? I'll take, I'll take either. No, 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 no. I mean, if it's something specific. No, you, can give me, you can give me the name or you can give me how you think they did it. I, psychedelics? Oh, that's phrenology. That's phrenology. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm as surprised as you. thought it was JFK. Did I your answer? John F. Kennedy, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Theodore Roosevelt was right Oh, there. okay. Oh, wow. All right, Dave, got one more for you. Last one. The 2020 election cycle, including presidential and congressional races, has come with a massive price tag, as, and it is the most expensive cycle in history. How much did this cycle cost? Wow. Uh, um, we're going to say a hundred million dollars. Jay, you want to try? Uh, I'm going to go with two hundred and fifty million. Fourteen billion dollars. I should. I know. I should have gone higher. Fat goose egg for me. <laughs> good egg. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I'll live on. I'll live on to play another day. It's all good. Good job, Nikki. I love it. Hey, I, like I say, at least I get knowledge out of this stuff. You know, if I'm wrong, that's fine. But at least I'm getting smarter. So I'll take it. Yeah. That's <laughs> great knowledge. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, all right, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow at school with the kids. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be good. Nice history. <laughs> Little history lesson. You want to know how George, right? You, you want to know how George Washington really became president, guys? 
<laughs> oh, man. It's a good thing they can't hear this show. I locked them out. Oh, man. Let's do our freaky fantasy football draft. Always a lot of fun. Nikki, last week, well done. Both of you guys, well done. Nikki, you had 86.34. Excellent. Damien, 71.04. That's also excellent. And if it wasn't for Justin Herbert, I would have had a miserable day. I was only 55.52, so I lost everything. Nikki, you won this one, which means you're going last because you won. And it means I'm going. Sweet this week, so I I won picks and. Yes, you won everything the way I did last week. So talk crap so you can lose everything next week. No, I don't like that bad juju, Jay. Nope. Guys, good job. Oh, man. I messed the whole damn thing up. All right. Well, let's do it. I get the first pick this time. Damien, you are in the middle, my friend. And then, Nikki, you will go last. And it'll be wraparound snake draft as always. Quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and defense. Let's see which way I want to go this week. All right. So I got the players I really want. And I think with this game, I think it's about time I take him. I've held all year off not taking him. And he's through four or five touchdowns against the Jets. He could do the same thing to the Panthers. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes, my quarterback. So that is one. Damian, you get to make your pick any position you like. I'm going to go ahead and go with. I'm going to running back. I think that New England's due to get off the snide. So I got Damian Harris. Not bad. Not bad pick at all. Yep. I was uh, on a show about three weeks ago saying, watch out for Damian Harris. He's going to be the guy. All right, Nikki, you get two picks, and you can go any way you want. All right, I will go running back as well and take Dalvin Cook against Mm -hmm. the Lions. Thanks a lot. I will also take take a wide receiver, and I'm going to go... Chase Claypool. Ooh, okay. Nice. Yep, he got in the end zone last week. Okay. All right, Damien, you're up. Any position but running back? So I'm going to go wide receiver as well. I think that Will Fuller is due for a big week. Ooh, okay. Like you, you trying to trade me? I'll show you. I like that. All right, very good. <laughs> I'm going to go with next... I would like I, – I, I got to do it. I got to do it, and it kills me to do it because the 49ers secondary sucks so bad. But I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. I, I have to do it at wide receiver. So I'll go Devontae Adams at wide receiver. I'm going to hate watching it, but I need to win. So I'm going to take him. Hopefully the 49ers will still win the game. That doesn't mean anything. All right, I get wrap around my second pick. I can either do running back or defense, and since Nikki has already stole my running back, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers' defense. Yeah, I think that's who I'm going with. Steelers' defense, they got um, – oh, my God, why is it blowing my mind right now? Who they, got? they got the Cowboys. Cowboys, exactly. That's why I'm doing that. So, Steelers' defense for me. And Devontae Adams at wide receiver. And Damian, you're up. So I'm going to go defense on this pick as well. Go ahead and give me New England against the Jets. Good call. 
Good call. Yeah, they're going to be pissed. Oh, you. Oof. Yeah, they're going to want to play hard, no doubt. All right. Nice. All right. Team is filling out. You got one more to go. Nikki, you get to close out your team here with your quarterback and your defense. All right. Um, let's see. I am going to go Tom Brady against the Saints secondary. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Colts. Very good defense, obviously. All right, Damien. Down to your quarterback, bud. All right, so I'm going with the guy who is truly taking the quantum leap <laughs> at the moment. I'm going with Derek Carr. Okay. He's going against the Chargers this week. Yep. Even if he's down by, you know, 17 at one point in the game, that's when the game starts. We're playing against them, so. No doubt, man. No doubt. I think that's extremely solid pick right there. He was on my list. You guys took a couple that were on my list, including Cook as well. Um, yeah, good team so far. All right, so I make my last pick with my running back. I did want Cook. Maybe I should have gone with him first, so good job there, Nikki. Um, I got a few written down, and I made a little knock on him earlier, but it wasn't really a knock. It was to see if this guy's going to make it all the way through, if he needs a little help. But, again, being the fact that they're going up against the Cowboys, I'm going to go James Conner at running back. Yeah, I had him down there, too. Yep, I got to do it. I got to do it. Figure, you know what, they pass enough. He'll get in the end zone, pass interference in the end zone. So he'll get he'll get his yards. He'll catch a couple of balls. So I like that right there. All right, so my team is Patrick Mahomes. I finally took him. I got James Conner, right, my running back, Devontae Adams at wide receiver, which I – really reluctantly picked because he's going against my 49ers and the Steelers defense. Damien, you've got your next quantum leap man, Derek Carr, looking pretty damn good. Sorry there, David, but Derek is the man. And we got a Damien Harris action for New England, uh, the guy who we expect to be there running back here throughout the entire season, and we'll see what happens next year. But you also got Will Fuller and New England's defense, very smart, going up against the Jets. Nikki. He took Tom Brady. He took the GOAT. He took Dalvin Cook, who was hot last week. I think he continues to be hot, so I think it's a great pick right there. You went with Claypool, who can give you 40 fantasy points, or maybe even 12 or 15, which is not even too terrible. And then also you got the Colts. Again, one of the better defenses in the league, no doubt about it. So I like all those picks right there. You guys are always making good picks. It's up to the players to do it, but we look at the matchups and we make it happen. So that is our freaky fantasy draft for the week. Obviously, res results coming in next week, and we'll get to that. I wanted to ask you guys a quick question before we take our very, very last break. Who will finish with more TD passes? Drew Brees and Tom Brady going at it all year this year. I don't know if this is Brees' last year. I don't know if it's Brady's last year. But Brees has 561, and Brady's got 560. Damien, in your mind, is this contingent mostly based on who plays longer? So if Brady plays another two years, he'll definitely get it. Or let's say they both finish hypothetically this year. Who do you think would finish with the most touchdown passes, taking bias out of it completely? And then Nikki, I would like to go to you. Uh, 
Yeah, I would have to go with Brady. That offense is more predicated on him passing the ball, getting the ball downfield. Um, Brees is going to get touchdown passes, but if we, you know, can, we don't mind running it with Latavius Murray or running it with Alvin Kamara. With the Bucks, they have all those weapons on the outside, so they're going to want to pass the ball more. So I'll go with Brady. I think that's a very logical answer. That is. Um, and, yeah, if, if it was just this year, that's what we're going to try to keep it with because I think Breeze is done after this year and Brady may go another year, Nikki. So keeping it this year, uh, Breeze is one touchdown ahead of him. We have half a season to go. You heard what Damien had to say. What do you have to say? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I will take the logical route with you guys um, and go Brady on that. He just has more opportunities to um, – first uh, some touchdowns. I mean, they, the Saints, are, they're going to run the ball more, I think, so. Yeah, you know, and they do a great job at it, Damian. Go ahead. Just want to say one thing about Fox. When Drew Brees passed up Tom Brady again, they did the whole breaking news thing. Like, this isn't going to be going <laughs> oh, Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they did it as if he's going to hold the record forever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are they gonna do are they gonna stop the game every time that one of them breaks the other guy's record you know like that's ridiculous it's crazy just wait for the end of the season to see what happens and and who retires and whatnot but i think it'll be really close look if mike thomas gets back in there sometime soon and emmanuel sanders is still adapted to the offense i think that breeze has a great chance but like you said now with antonio brown he loves throwing a gronk tom brady and Mike Evans, and if Godwin is healthy, and there's so many more options, it seems like. But you never know. Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. He's still one of the best out there despite his age and Brady's age. All right, guys, we got two more segments coming at you. We got the Week 8 picks and our locks. Those are coming up from the Thursday night football game tomorrow all the way to Monday night where the Patriots will take on the Jets. We got name that player, and then we're going to say peace. We're going to wish you a beautiful weekend. But first, hang in there for 30 seconds while we take this quick commercial break. Third and three podcast right back with. This is how we do it. We've been rocking and rolling all show over here. I'm bringing out a little Motley Crew for our last segment. How many of you know that who are over the age of 30? Uh, raise your hands because they are way back. But I got to see these guys, Poison, all them glam rock uh, bands at the Jones Beach uh, Theater over there, Nikki. So a lot of fun bringing my youth back at times. I enjoyed it very much. So third and three, we've been doing everything over here with Knowledge with Nikki. That knowledge was unbelievable. I hope you guys are taking notes because that's some really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. George Washington was a sneaky little drunk, and he <laughs> and that's how he became president. Unbelievable, unbelievable. War hero, my ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes, definitely having fun. We just did our freaky fantasy draft. We had our rant and recap, all that good stuff. So now you know what time it is. It is time for week number eight. 
week. No, I'm sorry. Week nine. Excuse me. Wow. As it, whew, the season is flying week nine, we're up to. Thank you. My goodness. Here we go. So we're going to give you our week nine, <laughs> nine times, nine times Ferris Bueller's been absent. Week nine picks and locks coming up for you. And then we got a little name that player action. So I can't wait to get into this bad boy. The first game, if you guys don't mind, I'll go last. It's Thursday night. It's tomorrow. The 49ers had to clean out the facility because Kendrick Bourne got COVID. Looks like the game is still going on. The Niners all banged up. They've owned the Packers recently over the past two, three years. So what happened in the playoffs last year, the regular season. But it's a whole different freaking story right now, Damian, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole lot different, and it's really bothering the hell out of me. So I, you know, I don't know which way to go. Uh, but you know, again, they're so well coached. But you got to have the players. You got to have the players. All right, Thursday night football. I know the Packers. They're down a little bit with their running backs. No Jamal Williams. No AJ Dillon. No Aaron Jones. So they're going to like their fourth and fifth stringers. But they can pass the ball all over the field. And that's what they're going to do against the 49ers, Nikki. And I hate picking against my team. And we've owned the Packers, but we don't even have any running backs to run on them. I mean, Jarek McKinnon's not going to be able to carry the load the whole game. Hopefully, Hasty can get in there and do his thing. But still, when it's all said and done, I believe Aaron Rodgers gets this thing done, makes his passes. Devontae Adams has his big game, and they win it 27-20 when it's all said and done. So, I got the Packers. That's my first one, uh, Nikki. What do you got in this game? Um, I am also going with the Packers. Uh, yes, I have edge to Aaron Rodgers there. Green Bay 27, San Fran 24. Okay. All right. And Damien? Yeah, I'm going Green Bay 27, 17. All things you mentioned is too much on San Francisco. And I do have to apologize, but it is one of my locks. It is a lock. Oh, boy. You know what happens when you lock against the 49ers. Bad things tend to happen. Tell them, Nikki. <laughs> Tell them, Nikki. It is a, it, it is a full moon tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, we all both, uh, we all three of us, excuse me, fully expect the uh, Packers to beat the Niners tomorrow night. Thursday night football. Moving on. We're doing our three games first as opposed to last. Nikki, this is you. Giants at the Washington football team. Um, I, I, you know, I like the way the Giants played for the most part, again, except for the turnovers. Washington, they they try. They play for Ron Rivera. There's no doubt about it. But something tells me, Nikki, that the Giants are going to win this game. I think they squeak it out 24 to 23. I'm going with your Giants here. I Okay, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. And, and Damian, the road just might be what the Giants need right now. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I'm going with the Giants as well. I think the Clapper has found his groove with the play calling. He just need Daniel Jones. <laughs> 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 he just need Daniel Jones to not turn the ball over. And I think that in this game against Austin, he will not turn the ball over. That might be a bold prediction. Oh. <laughs> 
Look at this guy. Okay. All right. So far, we're all in agreement over here. Here is maybe the game of the week, and we're doing it early over here because we're doing our three games in a row. Damian, your Saints this time going to Tampa Sunday night football. As we know, in week one, the Saints took the first game. It was a little close for a while. They ended up pulling away. Now the Bucks getting better. Antonio Brown, how much is he going to play? He'll, I, you know, he'll make that team better eventually. They're saying anywhere between 10, 30 snaps. But if Godwin doesn't play, then you can see him on the field more. Um, again, him and Brady's chemistry is right there. So I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks have a really good chance of winning this game. But the Bucks have major problems with receiving running backs, Damian, and you got the best one in the game. Yeah, and that's the sole reason that I'm picking my Saints to win this one. Who that said they're going to beat them Saints? I think that the Saints will be able to win a shootout against the Bucks, which I think I'm going to be able to stop them in those weapons. Um, so I'm going Saints 30, Bucks 28 in a classic shootout down there in Tampa Bay. All right, fantastic. Excellent. All right, Nikki, what do you say about this game? I say thank God for this Sunday night game. Make up for the atrocities. Yeah, right. I'm going to agree with her. I got the Bucks 32-26, one of those weird games. But, um, you know, again, the division split, I think that's something that's, you know, palpable. And I don't want to say obvious, but it's out there. And the Bucks have gotten better since. It's in their home field. I think the Bucks might pull this one out, but never count out Drew Brees. Those are our three games. Let's get to the rest of them over here. Those freaking Chicago Bears, who knows what the hell to do with them, and who knows what to do with the Titans at this point right now. These two teams are just, you know, blowing my mind absolutely out of the freaking water. I got no idea, but the game is in Tennessee. The Bears usually have offensive problems. Derrick Henry's not going to have a great day. It's going to be on Ryan Tannehill, but I think they get enough points and enough done, and two or maybe even three turnovers, Damien, on defense that puts them in good scoring position or even scoring themselves. So I think the Titans' defense steps up in this game and wins 24-16 to over Chicago. What do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I got Titans 21, Bears 14, and another bold prediction. I'm going to say that we see Mr. Trubisky in the second half of this game. Oh, okay. Wow. I like it. That is bold. Despite what they're talking about, that still is bold because it's what the coach says, and he hasn't leaked anything out like that. So that's very interesting. All right, Nick, what do you got? I think one of these teams will be exposed as a pretender and not a contender. Um, but I don't think Chicago is going to generate enough offense. Satan's average, 34.8 all right all right here we go so an agreement on that one let's go to our next game divisional matchup in the nfc north the lions go to the vikings 
This one could be really weird. Another divisional game. You never know what you're going to get out of the Lions. You definitely never know what you're going to get out of the Vikings. Look, if Dalvin Cook can do what he did last week, then I think that the Vikings can definitely do a number on them. But, gosh, it, this whole thing with Matthew Stafford, if he plays, I like the Lions. If he doesn't play, I like the Vikings. So, for right now, I'm going to call the Lions in a tremendous game. Where both teams are just scoring left and right, no defense. I like the Lions 41-39 to in Minnesota. But with a caveat, if Matthew Stafford does not play, I will switch my pick to the Vikings. I said it here on Wednesday night first, so so just so you know. But for now, I'm going Lions, Damien. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm going Minnesota. I don't think Matthew Stafford will play. I don't know if he was – I think he's officially added to the COVID reserve list. He is. He is. Uh, so I don't think he will play. So I'm going to Minnesota in this one. I think Dalvin Cook has another big game. And plus – you know how I feel about Matt Patricia, so I can't really trust him. If yeah. Anything else going on? So I'm going Minnesota 27 24 over Detroit. Okay. Okay. And Nikki, what do you think about this? Never trust the guy with a pencil behind his ear. Never, 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 never. Cousins is 4 0 against Detroit, and he averages 250 passing yards with 9 TDs. I like the numbers here. I'm going to go Minnesota 30 to 2024. Those are very, very good numbers. Very good numbers. Like I say, right now, I do like the Lions in a shootout in an upset. If Stafford does play, even though he won't practice, he will be eligible to play if he passes all the COVID tests. So we'll see. But again, if he doesn't play, I'm not riding Chase Daniels. I'm sorry. Not going to happen. All right. Let's get to our next game. We got the Panthers at the Chiefs. The Panthers seem to deteriorating a little bit over here. You know, they're getting um, CMC back, so that could add a spark, but not a big one against the Chiefs. Guys, this is my first lock. I think the Chiefs do a big number on these guys over here, running and passing the ball. That's why I picked Mahomes. I think that he gets at least three touchdown passes, 300 yards, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, will have a nice stay also. I'm locking in the Chiefs in this one, 32-17, Damian. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all. Going Kansas City, 30 to 20. Kansas City's too much offense. Just enough defense to slow down. Carolina, even with CMC. So KC should win pretty easily. All right. So you're going with the Chiefs also. Nikki, you going another way? You're sticking with it. I am sticking with the Chiefs, and that is my first lock. All right. Yeah. There you go. Chiefs, first lock. All right. So we're both locking that one up. Damien has locked up the Packers so far. Let's get to our next game over here. It's the Texans and the Jaguars. Oh, I can't wait to see that freaking game. All right. Oh, boy. Look, I'm going to make it simple, guys. I'm going with Deshaun Watson. I'm going with what he can do and make plays at the end of the game where Jacksonville just can't. I mean, look, if they're down really early, yeah, they're a team that can come back. But I think that Deshaun Watson is so pissed off that he just wants to play the best ball he can. He wants to win. I'm a big fan of that guy. I'm taking the Texans 34 to 29. What do you got, Dig? Yeah, I'm going Houston 30 to 27 in a game of if it happened. If nobody watches, did it really happen? Yeah. <laughs> Tree falling in the forest. I love it. I love it. All right. So we got the oh, Yeah, we go yeah, we gotta do your pick. Um yeah, no, I'm gonna go 
Like, okay, who's watching this game? <laughs> Not me. Um, but I will go Houston 27, Jacksonville 23. All right. So we're all on the Texans here. Okay. Moving along. Let's see what our next game is on the dial. We got the Ravens at the Colts. Very, very interesting game over here with the Colts defense. They smashed up Detroit last week. Nothing to really brag about, but they did put up 41 points and really barely let Detroit score. It was garbage time. Nothing with nothing. The Ravens coming off a home loss against the Steelers. It was a tough game for them to swallow. Here's what I think is going to happen. Despite the Colts having a great offensive line, I think they're going to attack, attack, attack Rivers, who is a statue back there, make him nervous if possible, get to him, whatever, whatever it's going to be, because Rivers, he cannot move back there. So if the Ravens blitz the way I think they're going to, because, you know, they can't play one-on-one coverage against these guys, even though they're, you know, their secondary isn't superior. I do like the Ravens in a comeback game, even on the road against the Colts. Normally I would probably pick the Colts, but I think the Ravens need this game so bad that they're going to play so tough on D. I like them by a field goal, guys, 23 to 20. I'll take the Ravens. Mm. Um, I agree with that pick. I'm going with Baltimore as well, 27 to 21. I think Lamar Jackson uh, really responds in this game to the criticism of him not being able to show up in big moments against good teams. Disqualifies as a good team. Lamar Jackson will come through in a big way. I'm going Lamar Jackson to have um, two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown in this one. 27, Baltimore. All right. Well, that wouldn't be a bad fantasy day at all, Nikki, would it? <laughs> no, it would not. Um, I think this game, I have this game very, very close, uh, but I have Baltimore coming out on top. Uh, Baltimore 28, Indy 27. I think Baltimore is pissed, and they're going to do just enough to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of those games. It's going to be a good one. That's a game I want to watch, and I want to watch the next game. The Seattle Seahawks, they're great at going cross-country all the way to the East Coast and beating up on teams, but this time they got to try to beat up on the Buffalo Bills, who squeaked out a win last week. They got very lucky with – well, I don't want to say lucky. It was a great play, uh, knocking the ball out of Cam's hands. Um, It's a tough one, guys. Look, this is one of the – there's a lot of good games this week. This is one of them. Seattle at Buffalo – I want to watch it really bad. The problem is, again, with Seattle is their defense. They still haven't got it together. Carlos Dunlap, I think, has practiced maybe a couple of days. Buffalo, we've been seeing them sink, but I think this week they got a swift kick in the ass, and I think that they're going to turn it around and score enough to beat Seattle and hold them down enough, believe it or not, where Russell Wilson's not going to be able to do everything that he wants to do in this game and maybe this crappy kind of chilly weather, which he's used to playing in bad weather. But I do like the Bills 27 to 24 in this game. So I'm going to go with the home team. What do you got, Ding? Yeah, I'm going with Seattle in this one, 28-24. Don't trust Buffalo. Uh, Their defense, surprisingly, has not been that good this year. They've had moments where it looked okay. But the defense definitely hasn't been the defense of last year. I think Seattle takes advantage of that. They're going to be able to run the ball against Buffalo. I think that run will set up the play action 
the deep passes that you see from Russell Wilson, those beautiful moon balls that he throws. You'll see a few of those from Russell Wilson in this one. And again, Josh Allen has lost his quantum leap privileges. I don't think he's going to make this week. So I got Seattle winning 28-24. I hear that. I hear that. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. I think this would be an awesome one, Nikki. And uh, what do you think about it? Okay. All right. So it's going to be a close one over here. All right. I'm Lone Ranger in uh, this bad boy over here. Next game, we got Broncos at Falcons. Um, not a game I'm particularly interested in. Uh, the Broncos, you know, riding high after that last second victory against the Chargers. The Falcons, again, I don't believe in them. You know, I know they got a win here and a win there, but I think the Broncos are the more complete team. And I think that they'll have a very easy time scoring against Atlanta where the Falcons are going to have to start pushing. It won't work. And it'll be somewhat of a low scoring game. I think we're going to see the field goal kickers a lot. I like the Broncos 18 to 17, Damian. Yeah, I'm with you on the Broncos in this one. Uh, Atlanta is sneaky. They'll be to keep it close. But I still believe in Denver. And I think that they'll make 33 proud and win this one 30 27. All right. Hey, that's right. Make us proud over yeah. here, Thurn. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Nikki, trifecta? Trifecta. Okay. Let's go Broncos Nation. I'm rolling with you for the second week in a row. I just cannot trust Atlanta. <laughs> nope. Nope. Very hard to trust Atlanta. Must try uh, next wife. Very hard to trust. All right. Moving on to our next one. We got Raiders at Chargers. Okay. Big game over here, obviously. Derek Carr up against the newbie, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. Uh, I love Keenan Allen. You know, I love what they can do on offense. You know, even without Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson's been able to get in there. Um, the defense is better than what people think, but sometimes they just get into this really weird funk at the end of games. It's hard to pick them. It's hard to pick against them sometimes. Another divisional matchup. The Raiders may be feeling themselves a little bit too much, Damian. So I'm going to take the Chargers by a field goal in overtime. 34 to 31. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened, but I am going with Vegas to win this one. I do believe Derek Carr will have a really good game. I did pick him in my freaky fantasy draft, so hopefully sure. that comes true for me. And with the Chargers, they just don't know how to win. I think that is a skill and you know in another show i'd like to bring that up you know if that's more on quarterbacks more on coaches and stuff like that i'd like to get into a conversation uh maybe next week if we have time all right nikki what do you pick for this one you got the raiders or you got the chargers um i am gonna go raiders here because if they're truly a playoff team they will win this game chargers just can't close out a game below second half leads like Atlanta, but I feel like that gets overshadowed because of Justin Herbert's play. Um, but also, Vegas is 3-1 on the road, so let's take the odds here. I'm going to roll with the Raiders. All right. All right. Let's keep on rolling over here. Uh, let's see. Our next game is Steelers at Cowboys. Guys, I don't have much to say because I think that we said it all in the beginning. I'm just going to tell you that I got the Steelers locked down 1 billion percent in Dallas, 38 to 9, and they'll be lucky to score nine points, Dallas. So that's it for me right there, Damian. That's another, my second lock, Steelers over Cowboys in Dallas. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm locking this game up as well. Pittsburgh, 30 to 10. And if I'm Dak Prescott, every week I'm sending money sign emojis to Jerry Jones. My part <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, all right, Nick, what do you got here? Oh gosh! Um, because they didn't know what the quarterback would be. Yeah. <laughs> like it matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're in for a blowout here. Pittsburgh thirty-one, Dallas thirteen, and that's my second lock. All right. So we all got two locks, and so hmm, what will be the last one? We only got a couple of games left, and one of those couple of games are the Dolphins at the Cardinals. All right. So Tua. Going on the road, obviously, for the first time in his second game starting. Somehow, I don't see it going well for him over there. Forget about the travel. Forget about all that. He didn't have to do much in the first game. He's going to be asked to do a lot more in this game. And I can't say that he's ready yet. I don't know. But my opinion is is that he's not. And that's why I'm going to lock the Cardinals in at home, winning 30-16, to Damian. I... This game has me in a, a quandary, if you will. I was going back and forth on this one, and I'm actually going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Miami to beat Arizona. I know Arizona's records look looks good. They have a win over Seattle. Everything looks pretty there. But I still don't trust this team. Uh, the inconsistency, Colin Murray can go from real high to real low. Um, that defense is very consistent. I think that we have one of those splash games from the rookie QB. So I'm going Miami to defeat Arizona. And Miami's defense is really, really good. They are. So I'm going Miami 24-21. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's got a very underrated defense. No doubt about it, Dom. But I, I find it that it's going to be hard to stop uh, Kyler and D-Hop over there. And I don't know. What do you think, Nikki? They uh, may not have Kenyon Drake for this game. It could be Chase Edmonds, which might even be an upgrade, as some people would look at. So what are your thoughts here? Um, I think this is going to be a pretty entertaining matchup now, you know? Yeah. Um, but I will, I really, I'm with you, D. I really didn't know which way to go here. Uh, I could easily see Miami winning, but I will take Arizona. Uh, yeah, I'll take Arizona 28, Miami 24. Okay. All right. So let's get, oh, by the way, excuse me. I apologize if I didn't say the Cardinals, if I didn't say it, the Cardinals are my last lock. I think I did, but just to get it in there. So Arizona is my last lock over the Dolphins, 30 to 16. And now our final game, Monday night football. This used to be one that everybody couldn't wait to see Patriots at Jets. And now everybody's like, could you switch the freaking game, please? But here we go. Monday night football, Patriots at Jets. I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Jets are going to get their first win, guys. They're doing it this week against the Patriots, who are depleted everywhere. And, you know, Cam Newton can be Superman. You know, we've seen it just even last week. So if he comes out and he has one of those incredible games, then, yeah, I feel sorry for the Jets right there. But I can see the Jets playing defense, getting a couple of picks, getting some lucky field position, and squeaking it out 24-21 to Monday Night Football. The Jets over the Patriots in a major, major upset. Damien, how crazy am I? Pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm not mad at the bold prediction, but I'm going to go with New England, and that's my last lock. 
uh, New England over the Jets. I think that we saw Cam Newton getting back to being himself a little bit last week, and we'll see more of that this week against the Jets uh, as they'll be able to move the ball. I think the Patriots' defense, even being depleted, will be able to shut down the Jets. The Jets aren't a professional football team at this point. Yeah. And I don't see them beating any other professional football teams. So I got New England winning this one. <laughs> Man, I hear you. I I hear you. Nikki, uh, again, uh, you want to ride the crazy train with me, or are you going to stick in reality with uh, Damien over there? Yeah, no, I, I like to stay in reality. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I cannot pick the Broadway jokes. And I, oh, my God. Like, if the Patriots lose to the Jets after their losing streak, uh, no, I just can't see it happening. But I don't know. This universe is weird this year. But I am going to take the Patriots over the Jets, and that is my final lock. Okay, as I figured. All right. So, Nikki, you locked in the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. Damian locked in the Packers, the Steelers, and the Patriots. And I locked in the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Cardinals, which I got a little uh, rub back from Damian over there, like in Miami, and that can definitely happen. Hey, look, Miami's come over to the West Coast and won before. So very good. All right, week eight picks in, locks in. Let's close out the show with a little bit of sports trivia action, guys. We got Name That Player. Nikki did her job with knowledge with Nikki, so she's all for this one. She just gets to guess and make her best guess at it. All right, guys, I'll do the first one as usual, and then, Damien, I'll kick it off to you. I'll say it, then I'll repeat it as usual. Name that player, we give clues, and then you got to name that player, guys. Here's how we go. I'm a wide receiver. This is my seventh year in the league and all on the same team. I never led the league in any yearly statistics, but I did make three Pro Bowls. I've been in the playoffs almost every season I played. There's no doubt I am one of the best at my position. If you threw me an apple, I'd catch it. By the way, I'm tied for the league lead in TD receptions with seven this season. Who am I? And I'll do it again. I'm a wide receiver. My seventh year in the league. All on the same team. Never led the league in any uh, statistics, any season statistics, but did make three Pro Bowls, has been in the playoffs most of his career. There's no doubt that he's one of the best players at his position. If you threw me an apple, I'd catch it. By the way, I'm tied for the lead league in TD receptions this season with seven. Any guesses? All right, I'm stuck on the Well, the apple is a big clue. I'm not going to lie. I mean, apple. It can't be New York because it just can't be. And touchdowns with seven. Yep. One of the best at his position. Three Pro Bowls. Been on the same team his entire career. Want to throw a guess? 
KLIP. I'm blanking. All right. I am too. I, I'm just stuck on the apple. <laughs> well, what do all men have? Adam's oh, apples. Apple? Yep, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is your answer. That was the only little clue I could throw in there. <laughs> what do you mean you hate this game? You get them all right all the time. That was I mean, it was a sneaky one. And I knew it was going to be a little bit tough. It's like, all right, you know, who's been in the scene, you know, for seven years, you know, make the playoffs a lot. How old we are? I mean, you didn't, you didn't, yeah, we didn't realize how old we are. That's, we just keep going, you know, we're all, you know, players, what I hate is when I see a player come out of college and then retire like 15 years later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm old. This is crazy. This is bad news. Like people in the hall of fame already. Oh God. All right. So that was Devontae Adams. I do have two more, but Damien, I know you got one, right? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. back known for his speed and the last part was my nickname is a part of the accomplishment okay all right Mm. I'm just trying to write down the ones that I can remember off the top of my head real quick who ran for him you said one of seven Oh, I think I got it. What's your guess? Um, I don't want to. S- I th- just because of the oh, last juice, juice is it? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, it just like comes to me. <laughs> Who she okay. said? Uh, your guess is OJ Nikki. What's your guess? Oh, she said juice. Oh, I was gonna go all day AP. Oh, wow. That was a great clue also. No, that was a great question, Damien. Oh, wow. That was a great one right there. And that was a good clue, too. I should have given myself more time. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm mad. No, that was a great question. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Very good. Oh, man, I got stumped for the first time. I can't believe it. All right. You stumped me, man. All right. I got another one. You guys ready? (laughs) Now you know how we feel with knowledge with Nikki, all right? Thank you very much. Name that player. I am a running back. This is my sixth year in the league. I'm a two-time Pro Bowl player. I've also played for two teams so far. In, and they've both been in the same division, including the one I play for now. 
I held out for a period of time a couple of years ago, but came back. Who am I? I'm a running back, my sixth year in the league, two-time pro bowler, played for two teams in the same division, the only two teams he played for in the same division, current player, obviously. And he held out for a period of time a couple of years ago, but now has obviously come back. I'm going to give one clue. It's in the AFC. The AFC. So he's made the Pro Bowl a couple times. Same Played for two teams in the same division. Still playing. Held out for a period of time for contract issues a couple of years ago. But eventually he came back that same season. Been in the league six years. Is it Melvin Gordon? Who'd you say? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Nikki, do you want to give a guess? No, I really don't know. Way to go, Damien. Way to go, bro. That was a tough one, too. That was a tough question. Good job. Yeah, that was a tough one. When you said AFC, I was going through divisions in my head, and then it clicked. Charges and Broncos. Yep. Nice. Well nice done. I, I, you know what? I feel like I needed to give the AFC hint because that, that really was a tough question. It really was. All right. I got one more. One more. And oh, my God. It's a cup. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki, you're going to get this one. You're going to get this one. I feel it. All right. Here we go. Name that player. Last one of the day. And let Damien, you, you didn't have another one, did you? I'm sorry. No, I just had one. Okay. Okay. Name that player. I play quarterback for an historic franchise. I've won a Super Bowl. I've made two all-pro teams. I've been to eight Pro Bowls and won two MVP awards. I only led the league in touchdown passes once. I have the best TD to interception ratio in NFL history. Who am I? Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. you going Aaron Rodgers? That was my guess, too. I told you you'd get it right, Nikki. That a girl. Way to go, Damien. Double clap up. That's it. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers the one. If I would have left out, I have the best TD to interception ratio in NFL history. Would that made it harder? Yeah. Yeah. I should, I, you know what? I didn't have that one in there in the beginning. I'm like, then stop asking me who the frick was the president in 1802. Yeah, I gotta make it a little hard. <laughs> Knowledge with Nikki is whatever it is, and I'll take it. I don't care what category. I love it. I love it. But now, very good job, guys. Excellent, especially on that Melvin Gordon one. That was solid right there. And I got stumped for the first time. But the locks are in. Everything's in. My 49ers are on tomorrow night. Please, guys, pray for me. Pray. First of all, pray that nobody else gets hurt. Pray that Nick Mullins is actually awake for the game. 
and that he can hand the ball <laughs> off properly. All right. So I don't know. This is could be a horrible blowout where I might turn off the 49er game for the first time in my life, or maybe they'll surprise me. But we're all on the pack. Giants. Ooh, I want the Giants, man. I'm liking the Giants. We're all liking the Giants. And Nikki and I like the Bucks against your Saints, bro. I understand where you're coming from. And it would not surprise me one bit if the Saints did win. So with that all being said, you guys can play this over and over until you got it melted into your head and you know exactly who to pick and you know your locks and you got your freaky fantasy football draft and all that good stuff to let you guys go for now. My name, Jason Fearman. I also got the 49ers forecast. We'll be coming up in a couple of days. This is the third and three podcast, my home. I'm at Sports Profit One on Twitter. Damien, tell them what's up. I'm at The Real Deal, W-D-A. That's The Real Deal, W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha on all social media platforms. And I also have my podcast, The Real Deal with Damien Adams. Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> and give that five stars. <laughs> <laughs> You know I listen, baby. You know I listen to that show. Give that five stars because he freaking deserves it. And, Nikki, you are a star all by yourself, all just glowing in the sky. Beautiful that you are. <laughs> Tell them where to find you, Nikki, because they must. You're a must follow. Oh, yes. You must find me on Twitter, at NikkiNick9384. And make sure you listen to Damien's show and Jason's show. Well, thank you very much. Yes, make sure you do. If if you need knowledge, you know where to go. Knowledge with Nikki, but Damien and I also got some knowledge of ourselves, football action, our teams, everything. The three of us here, I couldn't ask for anything more. It's been absolutely great, and it's going to continue as long as we want it. Third and three podcast again. Thank you, Anchor Radio. Thank you to the Sports Column. Go to the sportscol.com. That's C-O-L at the end. And apply if you would like to be a sports writer. So go ahead and submit your article. Third and three podcast. We're out for now. We got you ready for all the games. We will reconvene next week. And hopefully my record is in five and freaking nine. And I do better than third freaking place in that damn freaky fantasy draft. I really put karma on myself, guys. I really did a number on myself. So I'm going to shut my mouth from now on and not play that Tarzan sound. I'm done with that. All over. All over. So that is it. Uh, no parting shots for today, except that, hey, we'll see who our next president is. Uh, we'll talk about that for maybe 25 seconds next show, and then we'll get on sports action. So, for the football-loving universe, third and three podcast, for Nikki, Damian, and Jason, guys, we're out for the night, third and three. Let's say peace. Peace. Bye. Till next time. <laughs>